and call jazz hands, guys. So yeah. you're gonna have to jazz hands. Let's see it. There you go, Mike. Mike and Jeff, right? Yeah, Did I yeah. get it right. Mike and Jeff, jazz hands. Come on, keep up the jazz hands. We gotta get it up there. We gotta get excited. Okay. All right. We are live. We are live. This is the Who Moved My Freedom podcast with your host Hank Strange. That would be me, the uh, the guy with the crazy mohawk. This is episode two twenty four, and today we're talking with Mike and Jeff from Okeechobee Shooting Sports, and uh, we're discussing the YouTube meet and greet event they're having August twenty fifth. In Okeechobee, Florida, of course, for everyone that's in Florida or the surrounding areas that wants to come down. And uh, Mike and Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to see you, Hank. Yes, nice to see you guys as well. Some some awesome guns behind you guys there on the wall. We're going to uh, talk, of course, about Okeechobee shooting sports, this event, uh, stuff that's going on in the news. Uh, usually I shout out everyone here in the chat, which I will do. Uh, let me know, guys, how are we coming in? Yesterday, we had lots of technical difficulties here on the air, and we were coming in choppy. So let me uh, just give it a couple of minutes to see, to get some feedback from folks out there uh, in the chat and see if we're coming in good. Um, hopefully, Lola will let me know what's going on. And uh, while we're doing that, I'll just shout out everyone. Richard Hughes was number one in the chat. Shout out to him. Special K is here as well. Uh, STL Storm Spotter, and let's see who else. we've got. Armament and Axes, The Archangel is in as well, and uh, Crackbot is here. Chris Bullis, Vanessa Kitty, E Rocks, Sergeant Poppy, Ridge Runner, Ron and Ron. Christopher Williams says, "Hey guys, uh, hopefully Christopher's feeling better today." Um, shout out to him. Let's see who else we got in here. Um, trying to go through this real quick. LV Louis Cipher is here and uh lola's in the chat i can see lola's in there james lawson jerry woodman as well john gillian uh pyro know-it-all says what's up d seeple the pants the pants is in here uh rex allen also in the chat andrew thomas uh richard p musgrove uh he says sounds great here in foley alabama Shout out to Richard P. And um, I think that's it. Oh, SoCal Gunner, I see as well. Tattoo Jason, Greg 98K, Rabbit 0317. If I missed anyone, let me know and I'll definitely give you a shout out. Clint Sanders, Mystery Family, Steven Zumwalt. <laughs> Some uh, cool names in there. Okay, so hopefully we got most of that out of the way. Uh, now, which one of you guys is Mike and which one's Jeff? I'm assuming the guy in the turquoise shirt. That's Mike, right? That's right. There you go. All right. Good <laughs> and, and then the and then and then obviously the other guy is Jeff, right? Yeah, I only wear that color on the boat, not at the range. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, tell us about Okeechobee shooting sports. Everyone's asking me. Everyone was saying to me, "Oh, you're going to OK Corral," and I was like. What is the OK? I know I've heard of the OK Corral, but I was like, I, I'm not going to a place called the OK Corral so far as I know. But how did you is that the name of what everyone calls? No, uh, oddly enough, uh, our web address is OKShooting.com. And a few years ago, a guy built a range right next door to us and then called it OK Corral. So it kind of confuses people. It's kind of an odd situation. Oh, OK, so that's not correct then. So, so, and then the event is not happening at the OK Corral. 
No, no, it is not. It's an Okeechobee shooting sports. Okay, see, it's, I'm glad I asked that question. So we yeah, if you go to some... the end of the road, you can turn right into them or turn left into us. It's kind of odd to have two big outdoor ranges side by side, but oh, okay. somebody made that. So crazy. we've got to go left to get into Okeechobee shooting sports, huh? It's always best to turn left at the end of the road. Okay, yeah. All right, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> There's some negative connotations, I'm sure, to some people <laughs> turning left, but whatever. Just imagine you're on a NASCAR track or something. Yeah, you have to turn left. <laughs> yeah, and go left. All right, that's a good distinction to know. Um, tell us about Okeechobee Shooting Sports, how you guys got started, what you do down there. Well, about 100 acres here. Um, we've had several ranges since I was probably 12 years old or so, and um, we've had quite a few indoor ranges. And you just couldn't do everything you wanted to do inside as we could outside. And there were no good outdoor ranges anywhere down in South Florida, really. Uh, the few that were here were, were government-owned and run. And uh, like most things that way, they're, they're not enjoyable. So we decided to um, build a new one that would allow people to do the things they like to do and allow us to do the testing we want to from our gunsmith shop and hold the events that we want to and be able to host a lot of instructors and things like that. So we have 24 different ranges here, as well as a big retail shop and gunsmith shop, as you see here. Uh, so oh, we wow. just try to be, you know, a great place for everybody in the industry to come and have a home at. Okay, cool. And when did you say you guys uh, built everything? We did it almost 10 years ago. 10 years. Okay. So back in like 2007, 2008-ish. Yeah, it was start beginning 2009. So we're closing back in on our 10th year. Okay. All right. Nice. Cool. Um, and how big is it uh, other than the range? Well, how much, how much uh, acres are you guys on, on for the range? We about a hundred here. A hundred acres. Okay. Yeah, cool. We're building a campground right now too. Oh, there's a campground. So people can drive up there in their RVs and stuff like that. Yep. They'll be able to plug in here shortly, hopefully. If oh, we nice. get contractors under control. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I've been trying to convince Lola. I actually have an RV, but I, it's kind of like a one of those money pit projects. <laughs> they are. They're like a you know, like a boat. Yeah, we have exactly. a neat place for you to park. <laughs> yeah. So I've been like, I'm trying. I don't know. I'm trying to do that at the same time. Convince Lola that I should get an RV, but that's not actually happening. But I think it's a you know that's a cool idea. I like to be able to go someplace, pull up, and you know do my shooting, go to sleep, wake up, shoot again. Yeah, that, that's. <laughs> We have a lot of customers that want to do that, and that's the sort of thing we like to do. So that's definitely the direction we're going with it. All right. Awesome. So on the ranges that you have, what's your maximum distance? 200 yards. 200 yards. Okay. And we're, uh, we're trying to push out, but we need to get a little bit more property to do that. So we're in constant okay. negotiations trying to do that. We do right. have the reserve range, though. Yeah, we have a, one that we use after hours. It's 500, but in general, it's 200 yards. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and uh, Richard Hughes wants to know if, um, first of all, you guys are renting guns, right? Yeah. Okay, are you renting 50s? Yeah. Yes, Barrett. Okay, you can, so you can go out there and rent a Barrett 50. Um, the other question I wanted to get to was how big is your, are your indoor facilities? I think you, you've got like a gun store, a uh, gunsmith. How big is that? No, we got about 6,000 square feet here. Okay, all right, cool. Um, Classrooms, showroom, you know, um, gunsmith area. Uh, Members lounge, yeah. the VIP. We also have a great porch on the front, a really big area. Yeah, it looks like a Cracker Barrel. Yeah, where people can hang out and rocking yeah. chairs and the whole deal. 
Yeah. So I noticed that there's some people saying that I already have my own range, which is true. I do. I definitely right. go to. Yeah, I can definitely go to sleep, wake up and go shoot. Uh, but someone else says it would be great to have a track out there, which I don't have. So um, I kind of have a track, but it's called the street outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not uh, far from uh, Palm Beach International Raceway, where if you want to put something on a track. Okay, sweet. Okay, cool. And um, so far as this event, uh, Mike, do you want to give us the uh, the like the uh, specs on the event? And is this the first event you guys have had there? Like this, yeah. Yeah, we've done other events, but as far as a YouTube uh, meet and greet, this is the first one. We hope to do many more. Uh, but the concept was to allow creators to get together and kind of team up and let the fans come and hang out with all of them together. Uh, get to know some of the other maybe creators, the other YouTube personalities they haven't met yet, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but instead of just a meet and greet where you wait in line all day just to go and see your friend, uh, you know, that you've watched on online all these years and shake their hand real quick and take a selfie. This is something a little different. You're going to be able to hang out with them. You're going to be able to talk with them. You're going to be able to shoot with them. Uh, you know, Devil Dog Gamer is going to be there. He's bringing weapons for his fans to shoot. Um, nice. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, the, the idea is a little bit different than we've seen before. So we think that this is something that will be a lot of fun. Okay. So what kind of YouTubers do we have coming in? Obviously we've got me, so we've got crazy covered. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've got that handled. We've got the Gould brothers. So we have okay. shotguns and calm covered, but they're really funny. Those guys, if you've okay. not seen them they're they're awesome. Uh, and okay. we've got devil dog gamer. Uh, and we've got a mystery guest lined up, so we uh -oh. haven't uh, we haven't announced that one yet. Maybe a couple. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Might nice. A few more coming that we're waiting for. Okay. Very cool. And um, obviously, it's August twenty fifth, which is a Saturday, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, what time is the event? Uh, the event will start at ten and go till about five, and uh, those are the range hours as well. People can show up a little bit early, check in, get their waivers handled. Uh, and we posted tickets on Eventbrite for this uh, as well that, that you know, uh, I know that you have a link to and we can share as well. Free mm -hmm. tickets. Yep. And the tickets for the meet and greet are free. So okay. you can come out, meet, meet your, uh, you know, uh, favorite YouTube fan, uh, stars and, and as fans hang out with them. You also have the opportunity to shoot. You can buy a ticket to shoot that day. Uh, we'll have food here. We'll have all kinds of fun things. We're going to raffle off. Uh, and, uh, and also we're going to have some drawings. So if you get your ticket in advance, you'll be eligible for the drawings for some free firearms and accessories and Other some goodies. cool swag. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of yeah. stuff are you guys giving away? Can well, we that'd be from, from guns to, uh, accessories for the guns, to t-shirts, hats, um, just anything kind of fun and cool that they might like. All right. Nice. So, it's free for folks to come and hang out, hang out with each other in the YouTube dudes uh, or dudettes, whoever is. Uh, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Whoever is involved with that. Um, but if they want to shoot, is that that's going to cost something, right? Correct. And it'd be the regular range fees as if it's a group pass. So they'll come in and they'll pay like as if they're in a group because it's an event uh, and they'll just pay the regular range pass. They'll get to shoot with their favorite YouTuber and they'll be able to use the rest of the range as well. Uh, the. Uh, Pistol and rifle. Right. Okay. And you don't have to just shoot whatever the YouTuber brings in. No, you can bring your own firearms and shoot at the, uh, it's, it's called an RNP gallery pass. So. Okay. Does that allow them to, are they allowed to rent stuff that you guys have there? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I see Charles uh, McCaskill says that you guys have full automatics as well. We do. Right. Okay. Yeah. Belt fed. If you want to rent something, we will have it. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to have some special booths lined up as well. We're expecting uh, some vendors, some manufacturers to be there, and they'll have some of their newest and latest, greatest firearms uh, available for people to see and shoot. Uh, we're also going to have some tents set up where people can come and uh, shoot a clip of fully automatic at a set price or shoot the can shooter, things like that, that we talked about doing. We're going to make it really fun. Okay, awesome. So uh, if um, if anyone here in the chat has uh, more questions and stuff like that about this, we will uh, get back into that. Uh, we'll answer all your questions. I'm trying to um, keep up with everything going on here. If If there's people in the chat that are definitely planning on going, let me know. Um, I will be out there. I think I'm going to probably, I think I'm heading out there the day before that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he is. He's coming. Uh, yeah. So All right. Cool. Um, let's see. Fun things pre-day planned for you guys. All right. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to it. Okay. So uh, let's see what questions. A special case says he's going to rent the Barrett. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Um, that's the only 50 that you guys have. Have you ever heard of Safety Harbor Firearms? Yeah, but that, that Barrett's the one we have because that's the one that everybody always right. sees uh, on, mm -hmm. on TV or whatever, and that's the one mm -hmm. they always ask for. Okay. Yeah, one of these days I'll introduce you to my friend Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms, I'm sure. He can work out something so that uh, you guys can get, can get the uh, SHTF 50 there. Yeah, that uh, sounds good. Yeah, so – Right. And you guys sell guns as well, right? So you yeah. sell guns in the store. Okay. Um, what kind of guns do you have? Is it just everything? I, I yeah, think you're in, like you're in the workshop now, right? Yeah, we're in the gunsmith shop here. But we, mm -hmm. you know, it's like uh, most gun shops. We carry just about everything and um, that's good anyways. And we have new and used. So uh, we don't carry much of the super low end stuff. But because um, uh, we've been competitive shooters our whole life. So we're, uh, you know, always going that route for something good. Okay, so you're saying I can't get a high point in your store? You know, as wonderful as they are for the money, uh, we don't sell them. Oh, you should always have like at least just one high point up in there, you know, or or two, maybe like a uh, some kind of hand point, a uh, high point handgun, like a nine millimeter, maybe you know the carbine. The carbine actually shoots okay. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Listen, I mean, <laughs> you know, don't discriminate. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm maybe not, maybe airsoft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, listen, there's some pretty badass uh, airsoft out there. There are some people who are really into that. They take it pretty serious. Yes, absolutely. I'm just teasing you guys. Of course, you can carry whatever you want. If someone if someone comes in and they want to order something uh, something deliberate, you guys are cool with that, or? Oh, yeah, yeah. We 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 don't. Care. I don't care what you want to order. You know, we we'll get it in for you if it's not on our website already, then we'll, we'll get it for you another way. Okay. Do you, uh, go ahead. Quite a selection on our website as well at, at www.okshooting.com. Okay. And do you guys accept in transfers? Oh yeah. Okay. Very cool. Watchdogs. Huh? We do them almost every day. All right. Very cool. Um, so let's see what we got here. Um, okay. White men can't jump, can't hump. Excuse me. <laughs> I said the wrong thing. White man can't hump. Says that's not me saying that. That's this guy. That's his name. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Hello, Hank, and everyone. So glad the buffering issue is fixed. That's great. 
And uh, Watchdog says you should have a crate of high points and give one away with every gun purchase. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to High Point about that. See, <laughs> see, see what they have in mind for it. <laughs> yeah. The other thing we do, since a lot of people buy on Gun Broker, um, they'll give you, like, say, a three-day checkout period for it, you know, to make sure mm-hmm. you like it before you can send it back, that sort of thing. So it's good that they transfer them here that way because the gunsmith can look at them if you need it or you can take it out to the range and shoot it. Or if you just had it sent to any gun shop, you got to then go to a range or go get it checked out. So it just makes it really easy for them here to make sure they got the right thing. All right. Very cool. So LV Louis Cypher wants to know what 10 millimeters do you guys have? And do you have an FK Bruno? No, we do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> using a 10 millimeter, it's either a, a 1911 we built ourselves or a Glock that's come in or, you know, any one of those. Yeah. What do you think about 10 millimeter? Are you a fan? Not a fan? Well, I, I think it's a great cartridge. I don't like purchasing it because it's expensive to shoot, but um, it, it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, seeming to, uh, it's gaining popularity, I think. It so. is, which will bring the ammunition cost down some when it gets, gets, you know, more popular. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what the heck is going on? Uh, my phone is typing away to someone. I don't know why. Okay. So let's see. I'm, I'm trying to see if there's any other questions here um, in the chat. Are you guys in the chat? I don't know whether or not you know how to do that. But if you open up the window that I said, uh, share this with fans so they could watch. Mm-hmm. Basically, you open up that window, mute the audio and all that kind of stuff. And you can see the chat. There's a bunch of uh, questions and comments coming in. By the way, I want to remind everyone to hit the thumbs ups. Okay, thumbs ups this video. Please share it out there. Uh, give us the thumbs ups. We appreciate that. Let's see. Um, trying to see what... Uh, uh, music lover wants to know what's the cost difference between a 45 and 10 millimeter. Yeah. So that's what you got to mute it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. You got to mute that window, but then you should see a chat going, rolling up in the side of it. Oh, it looks like they muted everything. So you have to go in and specifically mute the window or pause it or something like that, or pause the, uh, yeah. So Jumpy Killer QX says 10 millimeter is life and six cents more for a 10 millimeter. Uh, do you have uh, you know opinion on that, Jeff? Um, you know, depending on what brand you go with, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's a little bit more than 45. But um, again, it's getting less expensive all the time. But, um, you know, recoil is comparable to a, a 45. It's a real accurate round. Um, you know, it just depends on if you're doing it for a uh, competition or you're doing it for hunting or, you know, what is it that you want out of the cartridge to, to go to the 10 millimeter? It's kind of like taking the place of 44 these days. You were back in the day when I was younger, people went to a 44 revolver because they liked it. Yeah. Uh, now, Dirty you know, Harry style, right? Yeah. Now they're going for a 10 millimeter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've shot the 10 millimeter and I've shot the high point carbine actually in 10 millimeter. So it's pretty cool in that. And yeah, yeah. You know, and their actually works. Yeah, it does. It does. And well, then 10, I, 10, uh-huh. 10 millimeter, it's a great hog hunting gun. Okay. Do you guys do a lot of hog hunting? Uh, yeah, we do a fair amount down here. They're, they're kind of all over Florida. So it's, you know, Stevie yeah. Wonder could get a hog down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hogs and coyotes. Yeah, plenty of those yes. too. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So how far are you guys from Lake Okeechobee, by the way? Uh, probably maybe 10 miles. 10 miles from Lake Okeechobee. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know, if you ever look at, um, if you ever look at that map of Florida, you know, Florida is kind of like the uh, dingus of America. It <laughs> is. It? Yeah. And if you look we at that map, them. huh? We collect them here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you look at that map, you will see there's like, it's almost like, uh, you know, the dingus has a piercing going right there. We're at the top there's of a, it. Yeah. There's a hole there. <laughs> that, well, that hole is Lake Okeechobee and it's huge. It's massive. You it can is. see it from space. Right. You can. It's 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 a very large lake. You can't see across it. Yeah, exactly. So um, I've actually tried to like I've actually driven around that thing, and it is um, it is massive. So uh, what what do they do there at Lake Okeechobee? By the way, they bass fish, alligator hunt, uh, things like that. The funny thing is, for such a huge lake, you can't see it because they built a dike all the way around it. So it's one of these big bodies of water that's really nice that nobody can see. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, what's the matter? Okay. All right. Thanks, Lola. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. So, yeah, you said they built a dike around it. So, we is there a reason for that? Well, um, years ago when there was a big storm, it flooded and, and uh, killed a whole lot of people. So, um, you know, the government was bored and wanted to put out money, so they decided to build a dike around it and figured it'd save everybody. They could store water, that sort of thing. They're still working on it now. They're spending billions of dollars on this uh, dike to retain the water. Um, but uh, there's all kinds of controversy in Florida over where they store the water, where they send the water. It's a big part of the political campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has their opinion, and including so-called experts or whatever it is, but... Army Corps of Engineers, it's been one of their big prep, prep, prep projects for quite some time. Okay. Um, by the way, there's um, there's a message to Jeff from Claudia and Charles. says, Okeechobee Shooting Sports is a great place to go and spend the day. They're a wonderful, wonderful family. You'll like to have them on one day, too. They're yeah. big competitive shooters all the way down to their daughter. Okay, cool. That's the mystery family, right? That's their handle here. <laughs> sure. Is that okay. their handle? They would I make think... a really good undercover spy family because you would never uh, guess what they could do. Okay, wow. I think their handle is that. I could be wrong. Um, I think that's their handle on here. I could be wrong about that. Go ahead. Undercover spy family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, David oh. Payne says your range officer, George, is the best. He really is. We all aspire to be like George. If everybody could be like George, we'd have world peace. Oh, boy. Wow. Nice. Which is and, rare in a range officer, I have to say. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I know. Range officers don't usually get a good rap. <laughs> you know. Um, he, he is great. He is. We have an amazing yeah. team here. It's really it's really an experience here because even, yeah, you know, before I was working with these guys, I used to come out here and shoot. And overall experience on in, in any part of the 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 range that you go, um, you know the ROs are always willing to help teach you, train you, you know, just spend a little bit of time with you. Uh, it's just it's just a fun place to be. The atmosphere is just fun. People have a good time here. And actually, every employee except for the uh, the cook is a certified instructor. So we kind of go over and above 
you know, oh, okay. out there to make sure that we can, you know, make everybody the best they can be at what they're doing. So you have your own cook? Yes. Okay. What's up with that? Well, people get hungry when they're shooting. We got to feed them. Wow. Okay. So do you have a restaurant on the... Well, it's a, a food concession. We smoke our own barbecue and things like that. It's, you know, oh, okay. give, uh, as much of the South down here to feed them with as possible. <laughs> okay. Is that why someone's asking me how do... So how do they cook the hogs? Well, there's there's a lot of different ways. Uh, to, you know, the sky's the limit on those. Um, whether you want to cook in a box like the Latins do, which is great with a good citrus marinade or barbecue the thing whole or shredded. I mean, there's, there's all the ways you can, you can yeah. think of to do it. Love to smoke them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So is there, uh, is there a lot of hog meat going on here or what kind of stuff uh, do we have coming out of the, the concession? Well, we, we actually don't serve hog meat there. We, uh, Oh, you don't. Okay. All right. Just curious. We actually serve, uh, you know, a beef that we buy. Instead uh-huh. of which is funny because we're surrounded by you know thousands of cows, but uh-huh. um, we actually we actually buy it at the uh, store. So oh, um, you don't slaughter your own cows, you know? We just don't have the time, you know. There's okay. just so many right. things to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're in the having right. fun shooting fifty uh, fifty cal and fully automatic business. The other guys do the cows. <laughs> Okay. So, um, let me see here. I've got a bunch of different things coming in. I'm trying to keep, uh, keep tags up. Okay. So someone sent me, okay, hold on. I'm hearing myself getting a little bit of feedback. Okay. There we go. All right. So someone sent me a link for Lake Okeechobee on Wikipedia. It's uh, also known as Florida's inland sea. Yeah. That I didn't know that. It's the largest freshwater lake in the state of Florida. It's the ninth largest natural freshwater lake in the United States and the second largest natural freshwater lake, uh, the largest being Lake Michigan, contained entirely within the contiguous United States. Because the other Uh, ones up in the Great Lakes are shared with Canada. So we're number two because we're still within the borders of the U.S. Okay, very cool. Um, And then uh, hurricanes... Uh, how big of a thing does hurricanes play? I think you guys had like a huge hurricane that came through there sometime in history. We, we, we've had a number of them that come through <laughs> over the yeah. years. And done some serious damage. Yeah, right. that's why they had the dike around the lake. Right, okay. So dikes protect you from hurricanes? Well, they protect you from the uh, lake covering your house. Okay. Unfortunately, we're on the north side, so we don't have much to worry about. But uh, the southeast side of the lake is what what got flooded and what killed all the people. So, uh, in order for the dike to work, they got to put it everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Understood. And by the way, a dike is an earthen dam. In case anybody wondered. Yeah, we're talking about the uh, structure of a dike. Yeah. 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 Right. We're not being insensitive no. to no. anyone in any communities. You know, it's not. You got to blame someone has to go look up that word dike and see what that means and blame right. it. I, it's probably to help them out. Right. Yeah, it's probably the Romans or something. Yeah, we're not talking about about all the alligators in the lake, not at all. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That so um are there a lot of alligators in that lake? If probably. there is a puddle of water in South Florida, there's an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. If it's been there more than a couple <laughs> hours, there's probably an alligator in it. Yeah. And they're massive. Um, I just I don't know if everyone looking at it or if you guys have seen this, but I just posted a video. I was in Kansas with the guys from Fort Scott Munition. I'm going to shout them out. See that? 
Nice. I don't nice. know if you guys, I don't know if you've heard of Fort Scott Munitions, but you know, I'm rocking the I'm rocking the Fort Scott Munitions shirt. But anyway, so I was in Kansas with those guys, and um, I think I did like I think it was 440 yards. I shot some Tannerite, blew up a Toyota T100. Lots Can't of fun. Be that fun. Yeah. But when, so when I went back to their shop, they have this alligator there that they took out somewhere here in Florida. I still don't know where. That thing was massive. Yeah. Very, they get huge. They're as sure. big as yeah. the Toyota you shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure in Lake Okeechobee, we probably have a like a alligator gone or whatever you call those massive, you know, like a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of people swim that lake. Yeah. See that that was going to be my next question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you 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 don't see a lot of people water skiing, wakeboarding, paddle boarding. They 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 just don't play in the water a lot in the lake because it. it okay. um, I'm sure it, there's probably some stories. Oh, there's plenty of people that are missing an arm. They got a great story for you, and there's plenty of missing people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, music lovers asking about alligator burgers. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, alligator burgers, alligator too. A lot of alligator because it's good for kids and dogs. Okay. Uh huh. Um, you know what? I found I don't like alligator, but people obviously it's a thing here in Florida. But I think it's how you cook it, right? It totally is. It's it's how it was killed, butchered, and cooked. Whether it was fresh or not, it's you know a lot of things. Everybody has their own way they like to do it, and everybody swears their way is the best. But uh, mm. you just got to find which way you like it. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. Whatever way does not make it rubbery, and does not yeah, take that away the flavor. Yeah. Too long. Yeah. yeah. I get. It's you get a like lot lobster. of that. If you cook, if you cook lobster too long, it'll get rubbery too. Alligators kind of the same way. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Good. Um. Chris Bullis says he watched that video. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate everyone who watched the video. It's awesome. Please share it. Thank you very much. Uh. White man can't hump says, "How's the fishing?" It's excellent. It's the bass okay. capital of the world. Okay. Lots of bass in there. Okay. Lots so do you got tournaments there? Okay. So do you guys have fish? I know I'm asking about the food, but I can't help it. <laughs> I want, you know, if I'm down there, I want to know how what kind of food do we have? So do you guys we have, have everything? Okay, very cool. All right. Um, and I'm guessing a lot of people just go out there for the fishing, right? Oh yeah, that's what Okeechobee is known for. That's what most of its tourism uh mm. goes for uh we're getting a lot of uh shooting tourism here because there's a number of uh high-end sporting plays uh, uh ranges here things like that so we're getting a lot of uh traction here in the county for just the shooting sports uh but they are known all over the world for for catching bass okay um a8vsc rabbit says alligators are big ass man eating water lizards <laughs> they are they are <laughs> and they yeah, make great belts boots boots purses hamburgers yeah. hamburgers yeah. gun cases <laughs> yeah. they are great alligator is uh great for for a gun holster it yeah. really is it, yeah. it lasts a long time yeah very 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 tough um and then there's particular places there's like what what is that thing is it called the horns I'm trying to remember. There's like a real, the real good part of the alligator that you want on your shoes or anything else. Yeah, it's the, what they call the scoots. Also, it's the ridges along the uh, the back, right behind the head. Yeah. So, um, and we got That's plenty of those. Yeah. yeah, we got Dime plenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got tons of those here in Florida. So, um, and David Payne says, "Forget the bass, fish for sharks." 
I don't think there's any sharks in Lake Okeechobee. Um, well, a bull shark could probably make it there. We have off the coast. We have way too many sharks. I don't know who keeps calling them endangered, but um, <laughs> there's more sharks now than there ever was. I, I I got uh, in a big uh, street fight with a gang of sharks last week, so I'm not I'm not a big fan of them. And the more of those we eat with the alligators, the better. Wait, you hold on a second. You said you got into a fight with a bunch of sharks. Yeah, well, um, one of our businesses when I was growing up, besides gunsmithing, we had a commercial diving company. So we've always been uh, scuba diving as well. And this year I went out for the lobster mini season. And on uh, the last day of it, um, some uh, sharks decided that uh, they were willing to give me a try to uh, see how uh, me and my dive partner tasted. So um, I had to uh, spear a lot of sharks to, to make it back to the boat. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't think, um, okay. I know there's some sharks that are endangered, but not all, not all sharks are endangered. Yeah. And well, even those things are based on numbers that who knows what, I mean, uh, I've had a lot of talks with biologists on these numbers and, um, most of them were, you know, when they talk about something endangered, they rarely have something to to base that against, Mm -hmm. um, not to Mm -hmm. open up a can of worms, but, um, the problem we have now too is I'll tell you what's endangered real men. Well, yeah. Right. Amen. Hey, go to a college camp. My, my daughter's in college. Go to a college campus. You will see a lack of of uh, men um, there. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because both of my kids are in college. My younger son just graduated high school and the older one's already in college and uh, they're having a tough time. And I'm like, how, how can you be in college and have a tough time? And there's all these women there. And they're like, yeah, but they're it's just all social justice warriors. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty tough. I mean, like what happened to the good old days? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought they were going to have it great going to college. There's all these women over there. Like, you know, they're like, no, it's pretty, pretty lonely because they're all social justice warriors. So they'll, they'll find happiness at some point. It'll, it'll the pendulum will have to swing at some point. You know, yeah. it, it can't. I, I think it's tough. Time. I think it's tough for all of us who think the way we do. Right. Um, that's why I'm doing this, because I think that it's it's not as easy as everyone thinks to find like minded people. Even here in Florida, people think from outside, like everyone in Florida is all pro gun and this thing. No, it's not. Well, you know, yeah. the the issue I have, because I, I go visit my daughter a lot. I talk to a lot of her friends there. But the, the thing that I find the, the most interesting about it is they don't even like anybody questioning their position, let alone if you have a different position. They don't even like why, if they say they believe a certain way, and you just say, why do you believe that? That's when they start getting upset. Where yeah. you ask us why we believe something, we're usually really happy to share it with you. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the steam coming out of people's ears. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Someone says, you know, <laughs> why are you pro-Second Amendment? I don't get angry at them, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm happy yeah. to share it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that's because um, – we have sense and logic, critical thinking skills, facts. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All on our side. They just have some kind of wild emotion. So, yeah. you know, we, we um, were talking the other day about the young people that come in to shoot the new young shooters mm-hmm. and how we have gamers that will come in and say, yeah, yeah, I already know how to shoot that. OK, when did you shoot it on Halo? I've shot that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were talking about how many young people come in and Jeff was telling me, it's majority girls that come in to try the new sport. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Six out of the 10 young people that come in are female. 
Okay, that's well. That's a good thing, right? Oh, and it's it's great. Um, I love to see them out there again. You know, my daughter has grown up doing everything, so um, you know, I love to see that. You know, you see a lot more of the girls uh, wanting to experience some some adventure and some fun things in life, and then you see a lot more kids just giving it all up for video games as opposed to you know finding that happy medium. Yeah. Um, so. You, you definitely and you know girls naturally shoot better anyway so um i think it just intimidates the um the uh, lighter males anyways yeah, yeah I, I agree with you i think women are better shooters naturally than guys um i think guys have to be more deliberate if you have a guy that's more deliberate he could be just yeah. like good better or whatever but that's deliberation versus just natural ability um and then i think the thing that's happening with a lot of kids is they're hiding in video games because in the real yeah. world they can't be rough and tumble so if you have boys that are truly boys like my boys are always constantly breaking stuff up in my house and fighting with each other and carrying on you know i mean i'm their dad i'm pretty rough and tumble and they're just they're just always carrying on. But in the real world, you can't do that. Everything that you do is a violation of something. Well, you'll get in trouble for it, don't you? you know, I mean, um, when you can talk to somebody, it's can you know whatever you said is considered a crime. Heaven forbid you roll on the ground with them at school. You know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah. You, you won't get into college now. Yeah. And thankfully, thankfully, I think there's kids out there that are tired of it. I know like my son got mad at me the other day because I inferred that he was a social justice warrior. <laughs> That's like a that was like a curse word. I never he got really mad about that, you know. <laughs> so um uh yeah. Okay. So uh, sorry about that. That's Lola coming in to uh, hand me something there. We were talking about, I know we, we sidetracked, we were talking about endangered things. The thing I wanted to say about that real quick, the crazy thing about the ocean, and uh, I'd like to go back to whether or not there's a connection with Lake Okeechobee and the ocean. Is there? Well, there is, but there's locks that, that, that regulate the flow of the water. So basically okay. they keep um, Lake Okeechobee at a higher level than the ocean. So okay. it's a positive water uh, going towards it so that you don't get salt water back the other way. But like a bull shark can go really long in fresh water, especially brackish water. But even in fresh water, they can make it. I mean, I've heard lots of stories from old fishermen on Lake Okeechobee that swear they said they saw bull sharks. Okay. So, so yeah, that's so that could be a thing. By alligators, but you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what's that movie? There's a movie coming out with the super mega. Oh yeah, Megalodon uh, of the of the mega shark. Actually, yeah. well, you know, a lot of the rivers, even even up by you, people go in there and find those megalodon teeth out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm believe it or not, I think that would be a cool movie. I know it's not serious. Yeah, well, yeah. that's okay. That's what about yeah. Megalodonado? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing the thing is, like you said earlier with you, you said it earlier with um, with gators that really gators come out of just little puddles. Of, I, I know I used to live in West Palm Beach and people in West Palm Beach, especially if you have tra people who come from New York and stuff like that, like I did. And there's a ton of people, unfortunately, coming from New York, New Jersey, et cetera. And they're they're walking around things in West Palm Beach and like, oh, there's no gators here. And all the time. Yeah, all the time there's some gator that eats people's dogs or eat the people yeah. and leave the dogs behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Actually, we've had a couple of those recently where instead of eating the the cute little fluffy thing, they just took the owner instead. Yeah. And the yeah. dog's standing there on the uh, bank just barking wherever the, the you know, the, the person was. Yeah, uh, that happens sure. down there. Uh, golf courses. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, communities, I, like even gated communities, you know, all it of a sudden. It doesn't matter. If, it's, if there's some fresh water there, there's an alligator in it. Yeah. I grew up in West Palm Beach, too, yeah. so. Yeah, we haven't talked about the snakes yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's in all that. I spent a lot of years water skiing down here in West Palm Beach for years and years, water skiing in fresh water, and I was not worried about gators. I was worried about moccasins and snakes because they are aggressive and they will chase you down and try to get you. Yeah. What I don't like. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying they're very territorial, so they'll chase you right into the ski boat. Oh, okay. I was going to say even worse than that, I think of the iguanas, which I know is not natural to Florida. No, but there's plenty of them. Yeah. People have started eating them now. Yeah. They're good eating. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's how I know Jeff is like a real Floridian. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's good eating on the grill. We'll eat it. (laughs) Oh, boy. We'll try that. Let's grill it up. Anytime you hear anyone say it's good eating, basically anything is good eating. Well, right. No, no. Jellyfish is horrible. Don't eat jellyfish. <laughs> oh, uh, that's where you draw the line. And sea cucumber. Sea cucumber oh, and yeah. jellyfish. Take it off the menu. Okay. I don't even want to know when you tried eating uh, sea cucumber, but whatever. Well, we, we have longtime friends with Asian restaurants, so we've sampled some strange things. Uh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. So probably they have ways of cooking that stuff. Yeah, none of them are good. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So they yeah. just serve them raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, and the thing I was going to say, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay on track of that. But the thing I was going to say is, we have not actually explored the oceans. No. I think we we know we know and understand more about outer space, which is not a bad thing, than we actually understand about the oceans. We we have no clue what's in the in the oceans at all. Well, you know, it was interesting when we had a commercial diving business and we would offer for the marine biologists to come out with us because we went almost every day and we would take them out there. They wouldn't take us up on it. You know, the handful of times that a few of them did when they were wanting to collect data, you know, most of them nearly drowned anyway. So um, they would just write down whatever they wanted after that, and you know, act like it was was real. So I'm very skeptical of of most things that so are you say. saying it's a pseudoscience no um, i'm saying it often is <laughs> yes i i agree with you i agree with you um okay let's uh we, we can because we can get lost on that yeah. let's go down here uh joe morton says okay ss is a great place to be a member uh fancy nancy is awesome and george is one of the cutest and best range officers love this place very knowledgeable staff well thank you that's from joe morton okay. Um, I'm thinking Joe Morton is not a dude, but because uh, just well, a good I don't know. He, you know, a lot it, of people be, do find be. George cute, so you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you guys know when I'm there. If I'm if I'm like lost in George's eyes or something. Oh, yeah, it's easily it's easy. <laughs> really? You know. Okay. Wrap <laughs> you right in. When he yeah. starts talking two twenty three and nine mil, man, it's hard. Oh, <laughs> it's hard to resist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, Joe Morton says, nope, she's a girl. So there you go. Fancy Uh, Nancy is a girl, but not George. Yeah. No, Joe. Joe Morton says she's a girl. Oh, okay. So she's probably friends with Fancy Nancy. We've got lots of people from Okeechobee here. I look forward to uh, meeting all you guys when I come out there. It's good to see all these guys getting up here on the show. Um, Joe Morton says, sharks are in the ocean. That's all I need to know. Yeah, so Yeah, and Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms, I have no idea why, says bison are badass. They uh, are. Yeah, that we don't we don't have any problems with bison in Florida. 
Uh, well, we do have some down here, some places, but they're rare. Oh, there's okay. Some that raise yeah. them. There's some ranches in Okeechobee that raise them. Oh, really? Okay. But oh. but your chances of, of running into them are, are slim. Yeah, seeing one, yeah. 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 So Michael Pro says Miami is here as well. So shout out to Miami. Um, that probably brings up a good thing. Where do you got? Where where are people coming from to Okeechobee uh, Shooting Center? All over Florida, really. Only three percent of our business is local to Okeechobee. Ninety seven percent of our customers drive over an hour and a half to get to us. Okay, so you're getting people from the north, from the south. Yeah, we have tons of people from the Keys and Miami every day, down from Orlando. You, you name it, because we're. We're only two hours from probably six or seven million people, uh, you know, so maybe even more than that actually now. Uh, so we're, we're less than two hours from Orlando. We're less than two hours from Miami. So then we also pick up Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, St. Lucie area, Stewart, Fort Pierce, all that, Bureau. Yeah, cool. All right. Very nice. Um, so let's see. Uh, someone's asking about water buffalo. I think Music Lover says water bison. Water there's there's a lot of those on the uh, exotic game preserves too. They're oh, okay. they have an unpleasant demeanor as well. Oh, they do. Okay, yeah. I think they have a very tough skin. Their their hide is also good for making holsters. Yeah, absolutely. Water buffalo is great. You can probably make tires out of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know all of this from Sam Andrews. He's a aficionado of the leathers. <laughs> yes, he is. He yeah, are you guys are you guys aware of Sam Andrews? Andrews Custom Leather. Yeah, I I love his stuff. Oh, okay. Okay, very cool. So everyone's talking about bison. Bison burgers are good. Bison's good eating from Armament yeah. and Axis. Um, I've actually had bison. I think it is good eating. Um, so there we go. And Walter's saying there was a former athlete in this area that had a bison as a pet. Yeah, I believe that. Um, then after a while, um, they don't make good pets. They're kind of cute and fun the first couple of years. And then um, it's hard to make a fence to contain it. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Unless you have some kind of uh, pygmy bison, I don't know. <laughs> that would be fun. I'd love to have those. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible because bison are pretty huge. Yeah, so, like a yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah, that thing's massive. Yeah, when I was in uh, when I was at Brownells recently, they had like they had all these animals that they'd um, that they'd hunted and were mounted and stuff like that. And there was a bison there. That just I think it was just the upper torso of that thing was massive. Yeah. Yeah. So Walter says it got loose once. Okay. I bet you was kicking some serious ass. And you'll get no help getting it back if it gets loose. You just tell everybody yeah. what you're looking for and they'll pass. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I could see like cars backing up and going the other way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. To get away from those things. All right. Cool. So let's go. Let's uh, get into some stuff. Uh, Lola wants us to talk um, a little bit about new Florida laws and young shooters and all that. Um, Cause she says this is uh, national shooting sports month, August, the month of August. Yes, I think is. that's why you guys are doing this event, right? Yeah. That's why we're doing it in August. Otherwise we would have picked a different month, but this is the month that national shooting sports foundation picked for national shooting sports month. So yeah, it would have been, if they knew about Florida and it's freaking hot. They might well, have. you know, what's funny is I'm, I'm on the uh, board for the ranges and I, I bring that up all the time, but you know, compared to the rest of the country, that's the time that they want to have it. And, you know, little Florida doesn't get uh, that much uh, say in it because I would also have the uh, shot show back down here in Orlando in August make me happy. But um, the rest of the world seems to have a different calendar than I do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man, don't even get me started on Shachio being in, Ar- in Orlando. What what the heck, man? Vegas is getting ridiculous. I don't, well, if I, don't, I never have to go there again, I'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys go every year? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, next time when uh, Mike and and Jeff, you guys are in Vegas, we can uh, we can link up. But I actually uh, and I and I go to Vegas a lot, but Vegas is not fun, man. No, no, it's work. When people go, oh, you're going to Vegas for Shot Show, it's work. It yeah. really is. I mean, you're going there to uh, make a lot of deals, to meet a lot of people, and um, get a lot of business done. And it's hard to get it done. You can't see the whole show in four days if you really want to stop and look at anything. It gets a little easier if you go every year because you can kind of skip a few things that you know already. Mm-hmm. But if you don't go really frequently, you, you can't do the whole show in the four days. And then, of course, Monday is SHOT Show University that NSSF puts on with some great classes. So oh, okay. now you got to go out Sunday so you're ready for it. But then if you go to those classes, you miss range day if you're picked for it. So there's, Yeah, because range day is so Monday as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's Monday. And then what everyone's doing now. So like you have to go in Sunday, which we have to go in. And then everyone wants to go and do their own range day somewhere else. And they're like, yeah. oh, we'll do that on Saturday. So then you have to go in Friday. And then yep. someone's like, oh, well, we'll do something. Fr-. It's like, no, man, I'm not. Yeah, it's, you know. it's scratching the shot show into two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. And and who's in charge of that? Is that the NSSF or? Yeah. Yeah. National Shooting Sports Foundation. Yeah. Why don't they move this thing around to other places? I mean, not just Florida, like have it well, somewhere else that would be cool to go to. They, you know, they're, I mean, I, I asked the same question too, but they have legitimate reasons for doing it that I can't, I can't dispute. I only want it here because uh, I want it here, but <laughs> they pulled most of the people that go there. Uh, the, not only the attendees, but also the vendors that are having booth space. And most of them picked January and most of them picked Las Vegas. So they're kind of answering the majority, but you got to remember a lot of these places have huge booths, right? I mean, they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's less expensive for them to keep it in one spot and just store it than it is to pay all these big trucks to ship it around yeah. the country kind of okay. thing. So it's just logistically a lot easier, especially for the companies that have the really big booths, you know, the, the Winchesters, the ATKs of the world, you know, Zeiss or SIG, they have just massive booths. So um, some of them even have two full setups, one for the NRA show and one for a shot show. Yeah, I I think that's, yeah, I think that's true. I Also, when I was talking to the Brownells guys, they told me they have one specific booth for shot show and they just rent space to store it in in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. and it's just more affordable than moving it around. So and, that makes sense. And there's only a handful of locations that can hold the, the show because it's so big. Yeah, it's so many people. Well, just the, the square footage. I mean, I think it's like 13 miles of aisle way with a vendor on each side. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. I, I think uh, the thing with me for Vegas is Vegas is getting really expensive. It's getting very crowded. Ooh. Traffic is ridiculous. You know, um, I don't drive anywhere when I go there. I, I I get a, a Uber limo to the to the event and I never leave. Yeah, exactly. I think that's just the way to go with with how it is right now, um, and it's going to get worse because they've got all these sports teams and stuff like that going yeah. in there. So, you know, I guess we got to deal with that. Someone, I think it's Mystery Family who I mixed up with um, someone else earlier. My apologies for that. But they were thinking, how come the NRA AM doesn't go to Vegas? Please don't do that. 
I think it's good that it's it's in other places. I, I think that that show is easier to move because the booths aren't as big generally as they are a shot show. And um, since it's a consumer show, I think that's way better for the people to go around because the average person really only needs to, to hit it for a day because it's not their business and they don't have to sit there and talk with somebody at a booth for two hours. Um, so I think the NRA does great that they move it around. It, it, it makes it easier accessible to their members. Um, and it gives, cause it's kind of shot show feelish. So that, you know, if you're not in the industry itself, as a professional, you can't go to the shot show. Right. So the NRA show is, is similar in a lot of ways and lets everybody see the cool stuff. So I think yeah. it's great that that moves around and it's, it's not as big as the shot show. So yeah, it wouldn't be affordable for uh, regular folks to come up there if it was in Vegas. No, they, they make it, they, they move it around so people can drive to it if they want to. So if you missed it this year, then it might be in your, your area next year. And you can drive a couple hours and get to it instead of flying into Vegas, spending $300 a night on a hotel room and, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe what I would like to see is maybe some other group get like a big, uh, uh, a big show going for the consumers, maybe outside of the NRA, because I know I've had some uh, I've had some issues with the NRA. So the only reason I go to the show is so that I can like see the people that support me and see the other folks in the industry that can't make it to SHOT Show and stuff like that. But I think overall, I'm not super happy. I don't know where you're at with that. I know you, you said you're on the board with the NSSF, but um, I think the NRA has been doing us a lot of injustice lately. Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> um, I, I used to do quite a bit with the uh, NRA. I did some of their first uh, friends with their NRA dinners down here. I uh, formed their first member, members council in South Florida for the political action side. And the ILA uh, worked really hard. I know some of the people there and they've got a tough job. But when I was fundraising for the the NRA they decided the best thing to do with the money I raised for them was to give it to the government to compete against my range <laughs> so they couldn't yeah. quite understand why I was bothered by that for some reason so uh, we've been kind of on the outs ever since oh really okay yeah I wasn't yeah, aware don't, of that you know don't tell surprised. me you need money to stop government overreach and then give the money to the government to unfairly compete against us yeah. You know, it just doesn't seem to make sense. And I, I couldn't seem to get that point across to the people that mattered. So I've been kind of uh, on the outs with them since then. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I think that's the problem that we have with them. We're disconnected. Were you going to say something, Mike? No. Nope. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that we're we're getting like more and more disconnected from the NRA and they're just not like it, it's uh it's crazy, you know, that they're 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 even attacking those of us inside of the gun community, pro Second Amendment guys that are trying to tell them, listen, you guys, you're doing the wrong thing. What's up? Wake up. Well, you got to remember the, the NRA. First off, there's a ton of people there that are ex-government employees, so they don't have the same view of the government that, that we do. Right. They mm -hmm. don't they don't see it as this behemoth organization that that picks winners and losers and just gets to take the money when they feel like it kind of a thing. So they don't have the same view of it that we do. And there's so many departments, they don't always get to talk to each other. I mean, it would be hard for anybody to run the NRA to make people happy. It really would. Um, but, 
you know, and they're so entrenched with, with lobbying and trying to, you know, they see what we're up against every day. Right. So they, they see the horror coming. So I think sometimes it, it may be easier for them to think, well, maybe we should compromise on this or that because, you know, if we don't do this, then this other thing's going to be horrible. And mm-hmm. instead of stepping back going, you know what, that's not going to make them happy anyway. So, you know, we got to yeah. do what we got to do. No, I understand. I understand some of the things. I think what's happening, though, is that there's such a closed system uh, that it's kind of like an incestuous relationship and inbreeding yeah. is really starting to mess them up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. And, you know, there's other people within that organization that feel that way, too. But, you know, here's what happens is they have a board of directors that people can run for. You know, you have uh, and I've even considered running it because I'm one of those people like if you want to you want an organization to change, then be part of the change. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit back here and complain about it. I, I can't stand that. If you've got a complaint, have a solution. So right. I may end up running for an NRA position in the future just because I think that, you know, what I have to say about it needs to be heard and needs a vote to yeah. go with it. Right. Well, good uh, luck with that, because it's not easy. I mean, Adam <laughs> Kraut has been easy. trying to get in uh, there for a long time. Yeah. But that's how you change it. If, if sure. we don't like it as a as a membership um, body, then we need to let them know. So and, you know, I love Gun Owners of America because I think they work really hard for my Second Amendment rights. And I give them money, too, just because of that reason that they they're not into all these other things. The NRA's got their their hands on so many different things from sports shooting to their magazine, all this other stuff that GOA does not get into. They just mm-hmm. go after the laws. So even though NRA is a bigger organization, you know, maybe if you look at the side that just goes after our rights, they're, you know, a little, little more comparable, but um, the membership of the NRA needs to have their voices heard. They need to you know, emails work, phone calls work. You got to you got to put it in there, you know, let them know if you want our money. You got to do this. Yeah, I think they do need to open up and let in some fresh, younger blood, um, you know. And, and it's not just I don't think it's just the NRA. I think it's even the GOA, even uh, NSSF. I think they need to do that and kind of like, you know, open up a little bit to fresh, new uh, ideas and things. I know that well, they're they're trying not to get infiltrated from the left, and and there's sure. all kinds of different things going on. But, they could take like, time and look into this and find the right people. Yeah, and I think I you know working with the NSSF over the last couple of years, I have found them to be very very forward thinking as far as that goes. They are always trying to um, see where a trend is going to make sure they got the right people in there, and they've got. It is really hard to build a team you know, of people mm-hmm. to get stuff done. You know, if you, if you had unlimited resources, say go find me 10 or 20 people to get something done. Everybody, every one of us would have a hard time filling every one of those spots. Right. So when you start to get in a couple hundred people, it's a lot harder, but I, you know, NSSF really looks way down the path to do that. And they're, they're definitely a constantly changing and evolving organization. Uh, you know, and it's, it's been a hard transition for them to turn into something fluid like that. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, they're well on they're They're far ahead of the game than other organizations are on it. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's, that's a good thing to know. I think that Lola and I are always members. That's kind of, you don't have to do it to go to shot show, but it's a good thing. Yeah, it is. And then um, I think our friend uh, that we have at the NSSF is Quizma. Um, Tisma. Trying to, Tisma, Tisma. Tisma. See, I always mess that. Yeah. She's when she sees this, she's going to smack me. Yeah, a great nonprofit arm too, um, uh, Project Child Safe, where they really promote 
first shot for new shooters. They promote, uh, you know, uh, through law enforcement departments and educational systems, uh, just educating young people and, and children about gun safety and adults as well. They do some really good things with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. The police departments offer free gun locks and things like that uh, as an educational tool and, and to get people's attention. But they do a great job with that. OK, cool. I know from my side as a content creator, and uh, you know, um, guy on YouTube and lots of other social media, um, I personally would like to see a little bit more like uh, outreach from those guys, a little bit more communication, just the way that we do it nowadays. You know, I think it's uh, everything's a little bit old school and I'm not I'm not trying to pick on anyone. I think all these pro gun organizations that are out there that want the support of the people, you need to rely to realize that some of the people are getting old and dying. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. It's good. Sometimes it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's also a bad thing. And then there's new younger people coming in and developing and growing up in this thing. And you have to develop a completely different way to speak and communicate with those people. Yeah. You know, and it's not just it's not good enough to just have a Facebook account or, right. you know, or even to have a YouTube channel. Uh, when I go to shot, I go to shot show every year. I go to shot show every year. I do not hear from those guys. And I know, for example, with NSSF, they have a YouTube channel. They put out videos. They don't put out uh, they don't reach out to me or other YouTubers. So far as I know, they do reach out to the old school like magazine and traditional media guys and all that. And then they kind of like ignore, um, you know, the rest of us out there. Well, I think that's changing. I think, um, you know, talking to them, they've been, they like to do things well. So they're, they try to look at it from what I call the 360 view. If we do this, what about that? How does this affect here? And they're definitely seeing the value and the reach to people like yourself. And they're just working to try to figure out how do they, how do they make that work and including helping their brand and helping everybody else's brand and to get, right. because before they weren't a, a consumer based organization, you know, they kind of left that up to other groups. They were really our, uh, our industry uh, association. So they didn't do so much with the shooter itself. Okay. And they've really kind of been drug into that world where they've noticed that nobody was meeting that need of the, of the actual, the, whether it's the competitive shooter or the casual uh, shooter, the, just the gun owner in general. And they never thought of themselves, I don't think, as either the voice for them or the voice to the consumer. It was really to the industry. And now mm -hmm. they've realized that they're going to have to pick up that ball and do something with it because nobody else is. Yeah. So they have devoted a lot of resources to try to become that. It's just um, it's a lot of work to try to get that done, I think. Yeah. And what I would do, I know you're on the board, so maybe this is uh, this could help. What I would say is a lot of the bigger organizations. Um, I don't know. I'm hearing myself echoing a little bit there. Uh, so a lot of the bigger organizations just have meetings and then they say, OK, how can we deal with these like YouTube whippersnappers? You know, how can we how can we deal with these? Uh, I think most of those people, at least the NSSF, are, are, are no longer there. They, they have retired. Um, I would say the attitude is more um, how can we do it right with them? How can we do it right for them as well? Because they're a very help-centered organization. So it's like, okay, if we get into this world, how do we make sure that we've, we're vetting the right people to get this done? And, and do we want to really become this broadcast network? Isn't that what somebody else should be doing? Um, and, you know, they're just trying to find the right way to do it because they, they actually – love the content you guys put out 
They, you know, they think, you know, it's a huge benefit. So they're just trying to figure out kind of where, where they fall into that, that puzzle. Yeah. I think they should have, obviously there's nothing wrong with screening. And for, for example, you know, mostly for the guys on social media, I can speak for we're on the record. So I'm on the record every day with what I think about things, what my views are. So if they just looked at that and they can go, okay, this is where this guy's at and we don't like him or, okay, we like him. Then they can reach out to us. Uh, They could come shoot with me on the range or get involved in making a video. I think a lot of times, like I have this philosophy before I ask someone to do something for me, I do stuff for people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. And you know, and I believe me, I give them suggestions like nonstop. I'm sure every time they get an email from me, they're like, oh, great. Here's here's some more stuff from Jeff telling us what to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I flood them with a lot of it and it doesn't hurt my feelings. So they go, hey, man, Jeff, we just can't do that yet. You know, other times they go, hey, great idea. We'll try to incorporate that. Uh, but it, it, it boils down to most of these organizations is resources of personnel and, and funding. So in other words, OK, I don't have the people on board that knows how to get this done. I got to hire these people from somewhere. And what is this really going to cost us to do that? Can we, can we put aside that few hundred thousand or millions that it takes to do it? And what is the ROI for us as an organization to get that done? I think it's a huge value. And I know they've talked with a lot of people that claim they're going to build this network that they can use and they're going to be a part of it. It's just a matter of when those things happen you know so it's yeah it well, is I, think, difficult- and I think that i think the nra has that money right but i think they misuse that money and so maybe some of that money uh especially when it's in the control of the people like us needs to go to these other organizations but these organ- other organizations need to pick it up and and yeah. actually do something about it like the nra has the ability to, i don't know get an rv or something hire a couple of people a crew and go out around the country and and visit all the guys shooting making videos uh posting pictures on instagram doing stuff on twitter and all that they have it doesn't really take that much but i know it, i i well, would agree with you it takes money I think the NRA yeah. could do it. And I know, I mean, they've made a lot of of changes over the last 10 years or so, but like, you know, just trying to navigate the NRA's website is. Yeah. Is well, and the, the way the NRA is working now, they do have the NRA TV and all that. My yeah. problem with it is that they want to control our message. Sure. So any of us who don't agree with them, they're like, forget those guys. They're not coming yeah, well, on our platform. Know, We're not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, it's their, their platform. They, they yeah. can do that, but it, what happens is it just it allows somebody else to create this platform and the control that they thought they had will disappear completely. Yeah. You know, so either yeah. embrace the the Wild West as it comes <laughs> or it passes you by. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I totally agree with you. You can be that old town that everybody forgot about and, you know, because you want to control who lived there. Yeah. And, I mean, look, uh, honestly, um, Fox News is running into that same danger, right? They sure. say. They, they put themselves up as the people who are like their audience is supposed to be us. I yeah. can't stand watching them for the most part. <laughs> it's hard to watch any TV today. I mean, really. And that's the that's the beautiful thing about people like you is we're, we're starting to see an emergence of personalities like yourself that you can enjoy watching and you can do it at any time. And you don't have to put up with terrible commercials. I'd rather see a sign in the back of you of one of your sponsors or you, or right. you, you making your own funding off of it. And I can like you as a personality and watch you. And I don't have to see what's coming on it too. And, and get, 
get through it till you come on, you know? Right. So, right, right. Th- but you're actually is what's very scary to a lot of these, these people because the networks are used to controlling the content and thinking that, that mm-hmm. what they say goes. And now that anybody can, can make their own channel, uh, the control and power gets gets brought back to the average person as opposed to them feeding us what, what they want to. Yeah. Um, so I think the it's a very scary world for all of them. And the, whoever yeah. figures out how to be a part of it is, is going to do better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the only thing that they can do <clears throat> is deny us um, a place on the Internet. I don't think the Internet's going to go away. Maybe the platforms like YouTube has had some issues. You know, they got rid of Alex Jones. Um, but Alex Jones actually landed on YouTube. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, and that was pretty cool. You know, what we're going to end up with is conservative platforms or left wing platforms, which which I can't stand because I don't want to just only hear like minded. I, I don't mind hearing somebody else's opinion because I want to share mine with them. If I think that that maybe they've been misinformed or uh, just just don't have all the facts. And True. if we all just go to our corners we're never going to be able to share anything with everybody. And everybody just grows up hating the other side. We're going to be a we'll nation. We'll never learn. We'll never learn. We'll never we'll improve. A nation of Hatfields and McCoys. And, yeah. you know, 50 years from now, we don't know why we hate each other. We just know we do. Yeah, but it's the civility. If you look at, um, oh, man, I'm, I'm forgetting her name right now. There's the young conservative uh, uh, black. What, what's her name? So someone's going to tell me on here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just reading one of her stories this morning. Yeah, I was looking at the, she she went she went out to have breakfast with uh, someone else, and these guys started to protest out there, and they were sh- screaming it in yeah. their faces and pouring water on them and just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, okay, that's right there. There is no talking. No, no, you've you know. And she does a great job. She presents it wonderfully. Candace, Candace Owens. Yeah, yeah thanks and, to me and, for that. And it's amazing the amount of of grief she gets over just being polite to share her opinion and. And, you know, they're ready to tar and feather this girl. Yeah, but think about this. Here you have a, a young black woman and, and the other guy that she was with was a white guy. They're out in public having breakfast. Um, and then uh, these protesters from Antifa show up and start screaming and shouting them down and threatening them and throwing things at them. There's a police force there. They're attacking the police force. She's saying how this police force is mostly um, people of color on the police force and she's there calm and quiet as ever. And what's going on around her is what we had in America in the sixties. Yeah. Right. When you had some people here in America that didn't want the civil rights movement to happen, except it's Antifa. It's super yeah. liberal people There's no you know, attacking these people. Yeah. Like what the hell is going on? How, like, how do those people go home and look at that coverage and see themselves in any good light? Right. Uh, I think there's a lot of self-righteousness uh, is what's going on there. And, um, and, and again, failure to engage your critical thinking skills. And, you know, the other thing is, if you spend any time in a public school, I don't care from primary on up, um, it is a re-education camp. And they are taught this is the right way to do it. Their teachers often are telling them that this is what they should do. It, it's, it's shocking when you go in there and, and hear these things. And um, it is not as much as they try to say they're all about tolerance and acceptance. As long as you think exactly the way I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> then after that, then there's you're not even human anymore. Yeah. You know, Rich White says uh, Rich White says Antifa are Nazi Nazi brown shirts reborn. 
Oh, yeah. You hear that all the time. And it's, it's, uh, uh, I, I thought that would be a great thing for people to bring to the, the, um, the protests is just start throwing brown shirts to them. <laughs> Listen, uh, that seems like, you know, something that we may not take seriously, but that grew really fast. And if, and, yeah. and, and people are forgetting what happened in Germany and what Germany almost did to the world, you know, uh, on my road trip that I did, uh, I was in Colorado and I went to the Dragon Man Museum and, you know, he's got World War II and he's got specific things from the Nazis in there. And if you, you know, we all need to be reminded of what the Nazis did, what they try to do to Jewish people specifically, right? Yeah. In the death camps in Auschwitz. If you cannot forget that and you can't forget how that started and how quickly that blew up and became a thing. No, no one in this world should want that to ever happen again to our world. That's not how we go forward. And, and they're showing this new socialist movement, uh, you know, Venezuela. Okay, check it out, guys. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's your proof. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, one of the things that I don't know if you remember when you were in West Palm Beach, the I think one of the valuable things we had was the senior citizens in a lot of way, because when I grew up, I, I met and spent time with people that were in Auschwitz and other concentration camps, and they'd mm -hmm. show you that tattoo. So mm -hmm. I learned what it was like to, you know, make sure you keep your freedom straight from the people that had to go through it. And this younger generation, very few of them know these people because they're, most of them have passed away. There's, there's yeah. very few of these survivors left. So um, it isn't as real to them as it is people our age that, that actually knew these people. They were our friends, grandparents and things like that. And mm -hmm. um, when they say, you know, it's, as many, it's, it's just surprised me that so many Jewish people are for gun control when, I grew up with all these Jewish people that wouldn't would never give up their firearm again because they almost yeah. died because of that. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I think it's just like a younger generation and also an older generation that was really on the other side of that. They well, didn't experience that. Yeah. The ones that didn't have to experience it. I never personally met a survivor of that that was anti-gun. I'm, I'm sure maybe there, there was some out there, but every survivor of those camps that I ever met um, there, there was no way they were going to be uh, giving up any right of self-protection whatsoever. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, and, and for me growing up, I lived in England for a time. I met a lot of uh, World War II people from England, as well as uh, there are those people here in America, um, you know, and, and we're losing them in America, right? That's uh, the yeah. kind of thing that we should remember. But it's this even goes to slavery. Like anyone who's been through any kind of mass oppression OK, on a grand scale, should not believe in not being able to arm, to arm and defend yourself. You should believe in be being able to defend yourself. Yet we have in America lots of people who are descended from from slaves. I'm descended from slaves, but I'm from the Caribbean. You have lots of people who are descended from slaves and they think, no, I don't want to be able to defend myself. I'm going to leave that up to the government. Well, you know, what's funny is these, these are the same people that say, uh, the cops are too well armed and they're hunting uh, minorities and Trump is Hitler. We should give the government all of our guns. Yeah. You know, right. I, I don't know how they they close that <laughs> circle. I, yeah. I, I just don't understand it. 
Yeah, I don't I don't understand it either. And it's a big thing that, um, you know, that I'm trying to tell people, uh, for example, and, and Lola wanted us to get into the laws. And here's a perfect example. The new laws that we have here in Florida are disarming people. And 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 the people who put this into place, which, by the way, are some Republicans here in Florida, yeah. actually a lot of Republicans, um, they're disarming people. And there's people who think that's a good thing. So I know on my Facebook, I have very few people from like back in my younger days when I lived in New York City on my Facebook, but a couple of those people I went to school with and stuff like that, they always somehow find me, <laughs> which is crazy. I try to do everything so that they don't find me, but I have some friends on there. And one of my friends, she saw this article about guns being taken away and she was like, yeah, I feel safer already. And I'm thinking, you know, um, I don't want to, I don't want to beat up on her because, and I don't want everyone else who's on our side to jump on that and start going after her. But, how? Why? Why do you feel safe? You well, know, what is about, it that makes you feel safe about the government taking away people's guns? Well, it's all, it's it always boils down to ignorance. You know, there's just no way around it. When you've been taught to believe a certain first off, nobody wants to be told what they believed for a long time is not reality. Right. Nobody likes to hear that. It's like a kid when he finds out, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. You know, it's not a good day. You know, when people have been taught, especially in the Northeast, that guns are bad and then uh, so less guns must be better. Those are usually people that have never been in a situation where they needed one or yeah. fired one. Yeah. Or yeah. even yeah, touched one at all. So yeah. it's they have no idea how they work. They they kill indiscriminately on their own and they just have such little knowledge over the subject. That's why they make these statements. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah. Um, they come on the news and say fully semi-automatic. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The funny thing is, like, her son is the same age as my kids, and they and my kids and her son uh, all grew up here in Florida, and he's into guns, just like my kids are. How could yeah. you, you know, if you, if it's like living in Florida and you don't teach your kids how to swim, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, Which your kids happens all the time. It, and, you know, surprises me when I when I tell people that are against guns, you know, we we need to teach your kids about gun safety, and they. <gasps> Oh, we don't want to do that. I'm like, well, you know, one out of two homes has a gun in it. So the chances of them coming across it are, are pretty high. So wouldn't you just rather them, you know, be safe about it? So I guess you don't teach your kids how to swim. You don't talk to them about sex or drugs. You just, if you ignore it all, you got nothing to worry yeah. about, you know? Yeah. That's the mentality, the head in the sand. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. I come from a family that did not, no guns. We don't believe in guns. There was even bumper stickers involved. Oh, wow. <laughs> we don't believe in guns. And uh, when, you know, I moved to Florida and I, I started shooting and I got into guns and I loved them. And, uh, I taught my son when he was seven, how to shoot. And the question from the family was if just because you like it, why would he have to know? I said, well, I have guns in the house and he needs to know exactly how to use the gun, take all the mystery out of the gun. And he needs to know that if he touches it while I'm not around, he doesn't have to worry about shooting himself. He has to worry about me. And if yeah. he sees a gun in another house, he'll tell you now, several years later, I run, dad, right, out of the house, gone, because you don't know what the other kid's doing. But yeah. So many children don't know that. They have no training, no, the parents haven't even talked to them about it. You know, and well, it's I, one of those things like, you know, they say, talk to your kids about drugs. Talk to your kids about everything. Talk to your kids yeah. about guns too, because they need to know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lemming Kenny says, my friend's, uh, my neighbor's friend blew his hand off in the garage a few months back. The difference with I think kids all over America should learn how to swim. We're pretty much surrounded by water. Um, I, I think everyone should learn about 
kids should learn about sex. Yeah. You shouldn't wait, you know, for that. You, they should learn. Yeah. yeah. Just like you teach them how to drive and you, and you've got to teach them about seatbelts and be careful when you drive guns are a thing that all across America, we should teach our kids about this because whether, if, even if you live in a place that's very restrictive on guns, there's still a lot of guns. There's still a lot of gun violence as we see in Chicago. And right. if you had kids in an earlier age being taught about guns in um, the destructive power as well as how to make this gun totally inert and not destructive and and what you should do in these situations and all that. Then they have a handle on this before someone just shows up in school one day with a gun in their backpack because they took it from their parents or something like that, you know? Yeah. And they want to handle it, but don't know how. And, yeah. and getting back to the kids, you know, uh, kids recognize YouTube stars over movie stars now, especially you know, the young ages from, you know, eight to 16, they'll recognize, they watch more YouTube than they do TV and movies now. Mm -hmm. So what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing and essential because when they do go to school and they get the wrong perspective, it, you know, the rest of America is relying on those, the, the, the free speech and the voices like yourselves to teach them the truth, to tell them that, you know, maybe what they heard is not true. And I think a lot of them are starting to come around and realize, you know, there's, there's more than one story here. They're not just taking what they're hearing for, you know, truth anymore. They're learning different things. Um, but, you know, when you bring it into a, in a context like this, where you're speaking with somebody like Jeff, who is on the board of things and understands it third generation, they can actually learn something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's almost our responsibility to educate them in any way that we can. And what you guys are doing, I think is right on. And that's why we're so big on doing, you know, a social media type event because we want to promote you guys to help bring young people into the sport uh, and to teach them the truth, teach them safety, teach them the truth about guns. You know, the misconceptions are wild out there. People have yeah. no idea what's what anymore. I, I totally agree with you. I think we all realize, that if, especially if we have kids, that the more you try to hide something, yeah. from children, the more they seek that thing out. So the more they make us taboo, like on YouTube, for example, by banning us or restricting us, we're going to go off somewhere else and the kids are going to follow us because you're making us a taboo. It exactly. Eliminate Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to see that. Well, get out of my way. I'm going to find yeah. it. Right. Eliminate the taboo. You know, Lola and I, we're raising our kids. They're still not old enough to uh, drink technically, but we let them drink so they can see, oh, OK, this is how this thing makes me feel, you know, in a controlled situation in, in our own home so that we can have discussions about it with them and all that before someone else introduces it to them, because you can't stop that. No, right? it's going to happen. You either can, can control how they just like you said, how, how they're doing it when they first get into it and and get the uh, you know the strangeness away from it or the the pull of it and get it done. So when somebody says, "Oh, you know, you want to drink this?" No, man, I tried that before. That was yeah. terrible. Again, you takes know. the mystery right out yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing that's happening with YouTube is that um, so on YouTube, even though they're restricting us, there's still videos like uh, you know the the video that um, Childish Gambino did about this is America where he's shooting someone in the back of the head. There's still stuff like that. There's still video games. Yeah, they're I, I'm okay not, with, with a lot of terrible content, but they they decided that, you know, people like you uh, that actually have facts and truth and it's presented well, uh, that just makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not against any of that stuff. I'm not against uh, what, what uh, Childish Gambino did. I think it's art. You know, I don't agree with it. 
think is bullshit. Yeah. Um, I actually <laughs> like the Nigerian version of that actually a lot better. I don't know I if anyone's seen that. Yeah. See that. You guys should go look at that. The Nigerian version is actually pretty okay, good. Cool. But, um, you know, the thing is, is that I believe that those things should exist. I think that video games should exist. I believe that yeah. like uh, music and all that kind of stuff. I don't believe in censorship of that. But what people need to do is allow when these kids see this and they want to know more and they want to know about the destructive capabilities of these things and how to be safe with them and where they came from and what they mean and what the laws are and all that kind of stuff. Let's give them that ability to seek out that knowledge yeah. And, and, and learn something and elevate themselves just from whatever that ba- those base emotions that they're getting from the other things that exist out there, you know? Yeah. And you have you cool guys like Devil Dog Gamer that's going to be at the event. You know, he started out just doing video games. He had a video game channel and, and he still does that. But then he got into the actual guns that were being shot on the game and started teaching people about those and showing them what they're really like and showing them what they're like in real life. That transition to me was really cool because that takes – you know, again, introducing new people to the sport, but also in a way that makes them understand, you know, everything he does on film is safe. He's not, you know, he's not messing around. So I think that's kind of cool. It it is. And that's what makes you guys more valuable than you ever were before. And which, which I believe makes the heads of the networks very frightened is you've got somebody like yourself or like devil dog gamer. He's got a million followers, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, he can reach people. What he's doing is he's reaching people that, we would have no other way to reach, right? These these people that are the gamers, they're not watching TV. They're only handful of them going to a movie, but they're not even going outside. They're not going outside. <laughs> and and for us as a business to try to reach new customers, we you know, traditional forms of media don't work. Newspapers, radio hardly works. They're listening to the internet radio, not regular. Um, they're not watching TV, they're not getting a newspaper, there's no yellow pages. So Everybody's getting their advertising online, whether it's Google or Facebook, and we're prevented from using that. Ours right? get so, blackballed all the time. So yeah. we, we can't reach anybody. So people like yourself that have an audience, you're our pathway to get to them, right? So Devil Dog, who's got this huge audience, most of which at first were not gun owners, mm-hmm. it's hard to get more of a potential to reach than that. So, you know, personalities, internet personalities – have a value that few have figured out how amazing it is yet. And as soon as they do, they're going to have to pay dearly for it. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were so used to keeping most of the revenue for themselves from advertisers where, where personalities like you, you can control your own destiny with it. So mm-hmm. you get to keep most of it and maybe allow them to have a small percentage of reverses. Yeah. It. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. We're, we're living in the wild, wild west of all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And when I yeah. when I uh, talk to the chief marketing officers of many of these manufacturers and I ask them, what are you doing for um, marketing? How are you getting customers to my store to buy your product? And it's funny how many of them say, oh, well, we have uh, we do an email blast. We do Facebook and this and that. And I go, great. That doesn't reach anybody new because all it does is your existing customers. So you're preaching to your choir every day. That's a waste of time and money. How are you reaching new people? And most of them, I have to tell you, are dumbfounded. They don't know how to do it. Yeah. You know, um, so if you're reaching the same million people every single time that already bought your product, grand, you'll get some traction out of it, but nothing compared if you could reach 100 million that never touched it. Yeah. I think most of them, the strategy is just put stuff in the magazines. Yeah. Which, um, how many gun magazines do people buy anymore? 
I don't buy any. Yeah, yeah I don't remember the last yeah. time I bought one. Yeah. We have a new program that we've we've put out for manufacturers called More Bang for Your Buck. And so any any of them that are interested can call us about that. Yeah, but it's, some ideas. it's on-site advertising at the facilities, mm-hmm. what they used to do years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for, for you, there should be signs everywhere in your background. They should be paying you dearly to reach your, your viewers because, yes, most of your viewers are obviously pro-gun, but how many of them – they don't all have a SIG or all have a Glock or all have a Smith and West MMP, right? It's a pretty diverse group. So if I'm making a specific item for this industry, I got to love what you have because I know I'm going to reach people that like this type of product, but maybe don't have mine yet. Yeah, exactly. I think most, a lot of folks out there only have, um, they're guys who obviously have tons of guns, but I think most people have a few guns and, you know, it takes them time to do this thing or that thing. And they want to see what other people's experiences are, et cetera. So, you know, that's the way to do it. And probably if you look at it, if you in your you've got a store and you're talking to people, a lot of times when they're coming into that store, they're getting that their info somewhere off of social media and the Internet. They are. And, and here's how I see it, too. And I, and I, I tried to have this conversation with Glock and it, it just kind of went nowhere. But, you know, it used to be Glock was an easy sell and people came into the store asking, I want a Glock. Right. Um, now people come in, they say, I want an H&K. I want a SIG. I want that. They're already branded to a product. But even though they haven't owned it yet, they come in my store asking for it where they used to come into my store going, hey, what gun do I need? They have that decision made before yeah. they come in and mm-hmm. items that are really low margin, like a Glock, you don't make $50 on that gun. You know, really when we studied how much we had in labor to order the Glock, take it in, sell the Glock, do the paperwork and all that. We found out that we lost money on almost every Glock <laughs> sale, right? Yeah, so that sounds like, right. That sounds about right. <laughs> so when I told Glock, you know, why do I want to lead with your product when it costs me money to move it? What are you doing for me? And, what are these other manufacturers doing that you're not? They already come in going, I want a Walther, I want a SIG, I want an HK. And they haven't mentioned Glock. And now you expect me to try to sell them on it when they already have their purchase mind made up. Why am I going to sell them on a product I lose money on? Yeah. You know, you know what, Jeff? You look at reality too much, man. <laughs> You've got to like, <laughs> you got to tone that down. <laughs> Damn yeah, it. Sometimes it aggravates me to look at it that way. <laughs> no, it's a good thing, man. There's a... I think a lot of people in the firearms industry are out of touch of what's going on. Um, There's a lot more talking that needs to be done. I think of things like SHOT Show, NRA Show, and other shows that go on, they need to have more um, of these kind of like, I don't want to say symposiums, but they need to have these uh, talks Breakout yeah, 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 with the folks from social media and and yeah. even like telling the stores like they should get some people to talk to stores and tell them, hey, this because stores need to get their social media up and be able to talk to people. Yeah. If you if you're a brick and mortar and you want people to come in that, you know, nowadays people can just order something that they want online. It comes into your store. They just go there and they exchange some money and do the paperwork and then they get that thing they're going to come in based on events and things like that, right? Something's right. going to pull them in there. Maybe they're meeting up other people and things like that. People, everyone needs to change over to what's happening. And we're deep in this. This has been going on for a long time. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's not new. Know. Yeah, it's not new. So listen, let's, um, I, we still haven't talked about laws in Florida, but can we go to some guns? You guys have some guns? 
Sure, what people, kind of workout do you want? Yeah, the people want Gorn. And I don't know if you guys, uh, if the folks out there in the chat have some specific guns you want to see from these guys, uh, let us know. Otherwise, I'll just be picking out stuff myself. Let me see. You guys have any bullpups? What do you uh, have in the way of bullpups? Yeah. You know, what, what's your... Thing. Okay, what's your most uh okay? Well, in that case, here I'll show my bullpup. I had this from yesterday. Yeah. There you go. Come on. From, Ken from KM Arms. There you go. This is the M17S nice. in 308. Yes. Uh, yeah, with a primary arms optic ACSS uh 308 reticle on it. So there you go. That's uh this is pretty cool. I'm a big fan of it. How Love the trigger. trigger oh, the trigger is awesome on these, man. It's yeah, got like most the bullpups have a terrible trigger. Yeah, this has an Elftman trigger in it. So okay. that trigger, that trigger yeah, right yeah. there is an Elftman trigger. And um, and obviously there's there's linkage and everything going back here, but Ken has like there's actually a channel that that link um, that link rod sits in. So you, you get a pretty positive uh, you know you get, well, that's you get the thing. a lot of them have plastic rods. Only a handful of them actually have an, uh, a piece of metal in a channel so that you can you can make it smooth and crisp. Yeah, by far. Absolutely. By far, this is the best trigger that I've seen. It's actually adjustable and all that kind of stuff. And absolutely an Elfman trigger. If I took it apart, you guys will see that. I got a bunch of videos on it. You know, uh, um, getting real quick to touch on the other thing. What, what I found is that on the social media side, we always talk about all these stores should get on social media and I preach it all the time. The problem is, if let's say you opened up a gun store tomorrow and you got on Facebook, you can't boost anything. You can't let anybody know you're there. Right. Um, and we have thousands and thousands of people on our Facebook page, but when we when we do a post, Facebook only lets it go to a handful of people. It yeah. won't let us even boost it. So even though we have thousands of fans, they don't get to see our content. Well, I think there's um, there's some things you can do about that. There's ways to go around it. Ultimately, the thing is, is we need to probably have our own kind of Facebook or something. I think there are ways around it. I think Instagram is probably a better way that you can you can reach out there to your local yeah. audience. Um, and for for what I would suggest to stores, local stores and things like that, if you don't know about Instagram or any of this social media stuff, there's probably some guy that knows about social media, some young person or someone who's already on social media or whatever in your neighborhood that you could reach out to. And it would be, you know, a lot more affordable than you trying to figure it out yourself or. Yeah. There's a lot of companies that will do it for you if you can't find anybody local to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Make a deal with someone like that and get someone to post all the time. I think ultimately you can build, if you understand how that particular platform you're on works, you can figure out how to post all the time, get um, attention yeah. on there and the people in the local area. Because what happens now is people will search on Instagram or Facebook for a store, you know, or they'll just go on Google and search for a store. So that if that store in the neighborhood pops up the most, then people will wind up going over to that store. So, sure, yeah, you know, that's the way to do it. OK, I see something purple. Yeah, um, we, we do a lot of different colors because, you know. It's kind of like a Harley. Everybody buys a stock one. They want to do something else with it. This right. is my administrative assistant. She said, hey, can we do one in purple? And um, we jumped right in there. Timber Creek makes a lot of great stuff like this. So we do a bunch of different colors, and we go ahead and build them all out in the colors so they're ready to go for people. So uh, the more the manufacturers do things like this, and you know, the, obviously the AR platform has been done over and over again, but that's the great thing about it is it's modular. So you can change it up and make people's favorite color. And a lot of people are going to go, oh, man, I never have a purple gun. 
There's plenty of people want a purple gun or an orange yeah. gun or whatever. Uh, purple, purple's better than pink, in my opinion. <laughs> but we, we've done a lot of pink guns. I don't know. Uh, there's one, yeah, there's right? an orange one we're building over there. Um, you know, but gun manufacturers were slow on that too. What they did is just take any gun and make it pink and thought that was a lady's gun. Yeah. So and they didn't realize that a lot of women don't want a pink gun. No, my daughter doesn't want to pink anything, as far as I know. This is yeah. the orange. But I do, I do like different colors. Oh, this orange looks good. Yeah. Yeah, the orange and black together is going to look, come out really nice. I think when it's done. The other one's gray, isn't it? Um, or green, green. This thing is green. So um, the lowers on that are from where again? Uh, these are Arrow Precision, and then the um, the other uh, anodized parts are from Timber Creek. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So, what's the most badass gun that you guys have up there? You know, what you know again, that's an opinion thing, and everybody says, Well, the yeah. Barrett's got to be the, the, the most badass gun you have out there, but I'm okay. a big fan of belt fed, so I like that. I think um, I see, do I, I see something with a drum mag on it? Yeah, that's actually um, it, just holds the belt for the RPD. Yeah, do I see a lever action suppressed gun somewhere back there on that wall? Actually, that one we built with a golf ball launcher for somebody. Because oh. <laughs> this is all stuff that's in the gunsmith shop. Yeah, so it's kind yeah of pull that off. That looks cool if we could see it. There's nothing wrong with well, a golf ball. We do put a lot of cans on lever actions because they're a 30 30 with a can is a great hunting rifle, especially for wild boar. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, um, nice. Yeah, this, this thing works really good. We're doing a, a can form also for launching the uh, soda cans and stuff. But We're going to have that at the event too. Yeah, the, uh, this will put a golf ball out there. Um, wow, that's so really cool. They're, they're loads of loads yeah. of fun. Yeah, I see so, someone someone in the chat is talking about the uh, the they like the new um, Spike Spartan lower, but they don't like it at the price three hundred and fifty bucks. Which I actually saw that um, Spike Spartan lower. Where did I see that? Um, I think I saw that recently here. Let me see. Where was that? Well, you know, it, it's funny. Um, consumers of, of firearms, if one shop has something uh, that's $5 less or $5 more than the other shop, then they're, they're thieves and criminals. You know, it's kind of funny how how a consumer will look at it, not realize that maybe that shop has more rent or whatever. But, um, you know, everybody looks for the bargain. But, you know, like Spikes makes a lot of specialty fun stuff that you just can't get anywhere. So they're going to make some money on it while they can. And I don't blame them for it. Yeah. So I just threw that up, that particular thing. I just threw it up in the chat. If you guys so in the in the chat here, you should see I sent you guys a link of it. Um, I'm looking at the new it's on uh, the firearm blog. Actually, let me see. I could maybe share that here in the chat with everyone so folks can get a look at it. It looks pretty good. Um and I'm a fan of Spartan-ish stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously I got the Mohawk or whatever going. It looks really good. Here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about Spikes as well. Like people think Spikes is manufacturing this themselves. They're not. <laughs> you no, know, no. Yeah, Spikes yeah. doesn't manufacture anything. There's only a handful of companies that are actually making lowers out there. They just make them for everybody else. Yeah, so Spikes has to man get someone else to manufacture that thing, uh, ship it to them, and then they sell it on. Uh, you know, obviously, look if you if you um, if you're looking for a better price with something that has all that work that obviously is. If you look at this, there's a lot of detail in it that goes into it. Armament and Axes gave us two bucks. He wants us to ask the question: Do you guys have an MG42 to rent and fire? No. MG42. Uh, not yet. 
not yet. This okay. is a, a unique gun here. I don't know if you guys can see it or not pretty well. But uh, this is for one of our customers, a good friend of ours. He's a paraplegic. And okay. um, we have a mount for his shoulder. He can only move his right arm a little bit. So we have a, a system that we built for him that is run by a um, an old school Atari joystick. And he either shoots uh, with his mouth with a, uh, a suction solenoid or he has another uh, device for his hand that can pull the trigger. And um, so the guy that shoots this is and hunts with it out of his wheelchair. And all he can do is move his neck basically and his arm just a little bit. Awesome. That's awesome that he's able to, uh, how much hunting does he do? Is he bagging anything? Yeah. Uh, he goes uh, out West once a year and then he does some uh, hog hunting down here as well. Um, you know, great guy. Actually he, he'll be, um, I think it's uh, where we shoot episode eight. We're going to release maybe next why? week. Why we shoot, right? Why we yeah, shoot. why we shoot. Um, episode eight will be Keith, and people will be able to see him shooting this in there. Oh, um, sweet. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me know when you guys put that up. I'll make sure to share it. Yeah. A, a good portion of a range is wheelchair accessible. Almost all of it. Yeah, almost point. all of it is. We really, you know, gear that. That way we can have some disabled vet shoots and things like that. But we, you know, shooting sports is one of the great things that it doesn't matter your physical ability or age. You can get into it somewhere. You yeah. know, I mean, that's one of the good things about this. It's an equalizer, right? People it really is. Yeah. You don't have to be great at a great uh, at fisticuffs or something like that. No, no. And, you know, I love surfing. I love scuba diving. I love all these things. But there's an end date to those. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do those forever. You know, uh, yeah. where you got people here <laughs> shooting in their 90s and you got Keith in a in a chair that can't do a lot of things, but still does that. You know, so uh, I love the shooting sports for that reason. Awesome. Awesome. Shout out to him. The Tyvin Show gave us 10 bucks. Thanks to the Tyvin Show. He says, big shout out to Lola doing great work in the background. Absolutely. Lola yeah. is in the background doing a whole bunch of stuff working. She does. She's doing like, uh, as usual, multitasking, yeah. you know, which is a lot easier. This is another power of the woman yeah. in order to, to multitask. I told um, you the other day, you're so lucky to have a Lola. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know what? Uh, if if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd be pretty <laughs> pretty wealthy. I wish I could figure out a way to get some money every time someone tells me that. Yeah, but, most people look at my yeah. wife and try to figure out uh, how in the world I pulled that off. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I go through that all the time. Um, I tell them it's not. It's obviously not looks or brain. So it must be. Some, it's, <laughs> It's the yeah, schlong. I'm it's not sure. Schlong. She's just a really kind person. Uh, I think oh, she felt oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just tell them it's the schlong, man. That's what yeah. you, when, when yeah, people ask you that, yeah, just tell them, hey, you know, girth helps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Size apparently does matter. Not that, not that that's true. Not that that's yeah, true. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can still say it, you know. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> I don't even want to get to the laws. And um, there's a lot of things with that that we're, really screwed up. One is when they passed all the laws, nobody bothered to tell any gun shops what they were. So yeah. everybody was scrambling, trying to figure that out. You know, it was just, um, we heard laws were passed and uh, we all wondered what they were. Um, and, you know, this law was passed to stop, uh, supposedly stop these shootings uh, because this uh, shooter at Stoneman was, was, was 18 or 19, but what they Failed to realize there's a whole lot of pictures with him with handguns. So clearly he was able to get his hands on whatever he wanted. So the age wouldn't have mattered. 
yet we still decide to restrict all the young adults' um, rights over. And again, even though it's passed, it would not have stopped what happened. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and as long as a kid has taken a uh, hunter ed when he before he was eighteen, even you know when he's eighteen, the the adult can now still buy the gun because he or she took a hunter ed class. So. If uh, the the shooter had known that, he could have gone and got a free hunter ed class from FWC and still went out and bought whatever he wanted. Yeah, there's, so a, there there's, was- a, there's a lot of stuff wrong there. Quickly, let me just shout out David Reedy gave us two bucks. He says uh, his thing, his comment is your buck. There you go. <laughs> and RTS guy says, please, Patreon peeps. I don't know if he wants me to shout out the Patreon peeps, but... Uh, um, you know, RTS guy, shout out to him. So, you know what the thing is? I think that no matter what laws we make, one of the problems that, first of all, in America, we have too many laws. Okay. Yeah. And that's the problem here in Florida. We can make a whole bunch of laws. What we've effectively done in Florida is we've now disallowed someone who's 18, 19, 20 years old to defend themselves in Florida. And um, I spoke to like Keith Perry, who's running for office right now. Um, you know, Keith Perry, I spoke to him and he's one of the people who allowed these new laws to pass. As a matter of fact, Keith Perry could have killed it, you know, in committee. And he says, oh, it's no big deal because, you know, my daughter, she's, she's that age and I could just still go buy her something. Okay. But what if she doesn't have a father to go do that for? Well, exactly. That's the exact argument. One, what if she doesn't have that? There's all these people out there in Florida who are 18, 19, 20 years old, they're on their own, single mothers and all that, and now they cannot defend themselves. Right. right. Okay, they cannot defend themselves any longer. And obviously that was a pretty, when I heard that come out of his mouth, I was like, wow, Keith Perry is an elitist. And he's the guy right here in Gainesville. I mean, I, I vote for this guy. And yeah, well, we I, well, I used to vote for Mast. him. We had the, you know, our guy down here was Brian Mast. And when he proposed these crazy things, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and, and how does that stop? Like, what if so? How? And then that comes back to the argument, like you're making all these laws to stop a 19 year old or 20 year old or 21 year old from being able to do this. But if you're saying that you could you could also buy stuff for them, that's why you did this. Then then that totally like right. eliminates right. the need for the stupid ass law that you put in there, because you're, you're acknowledging the fact that there's other ways for people to get their their hands on these things. They're sure. telling you what their go around is. And you so and then they're saying we're buying a gun and giving it to our kid. Yeah, the chip, they can't buy a gun. So. Right. So all you did was just uh, admit that you're a Republican and you're elitist. And, yeah. you, and you made your kid uh, an illegal, you know, somebody that's carrying a gun Basically. illegally. Basically, straw purchase, straw purchase. But I think at 18, 19, 20 years old, you need to be able to defend yourself. Uh, Sweat, uh, thanks to Sweat, he gave us $10. He said, taxation is theft. That's that's going to be Brandon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for that. Yeah. So the thing is, is that there's lots of workarounds to this. A person who wants to be destructive is going to find lots of ways to be destructive. Did they also go out there and say, guess what? Until you're 21, you can't drive a car? Because the military? Yeah, but but yes, okay. But a car is a weapon that someone can use to do a lot of yeah, damage right. with. There's a whole bunch of things that someone could do. You at, at, at 19, 20, you could start a fire. You can make Molotov cocktails. Yeah. There's lots of destructive things you can do. And yes, on top of that, they're saying that at um, 18 years old, you know, 19 years old, you're old enough to go in the military 
but you can't defend yourself. Now, I think they put an exemption in there, well, if I'm did, not mistaken. But, that, but that's the point, though. If you're a military, you can still have it. But where I have the problem with it is if they think that you have the responsibility, the wherewithal, and the mature enough thought to sign up for six years of indentured servitude in this country's military, but then at the same time, you don't have enough brains to be able to um, to purchase your own tool yeah. for protection. So the only way you can now protect yourself is if you get sent away to boot camp and to a foreign land and <laughs> they're going to give you a rocket launcher or grenades or whatever, but they're willing to accept your six years of service at 18, but at the same time, they're saying at 18, you don't have the brains to make a decision. Well, and there's a lot of things about that. Um, so, so you're 18, 19 years old, you're in the military, you get married to your high school sweetheart, you go off, you can defend yourself. What about her? Right. Good what call. about her? You and know? I was married at 18 and I, and I yeah. had my, my first house and my first business before I was 21. And you were, uh, yeah, and there's lots of people that are 18, 19, 20 years old and they're independent from their parents or they're just, their parents aren't around, you know? So I asked him about all of these things and what totally blew my mind is that Keith Perry said that he doesn't even think that people should be able to vote until they're 21. Well, you know, I, I'm, if you're going to take away their, their, their rights, then why, why not just take all of them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if you're saying that they don't, they don't have the uh, responsibility to, own a firearm for protection, then why does that same person have the the, the thought process to make a, a good vote? Yeah, I think this is all ridiculous. I think these guys should have killed this thing in committee. I asked them why they didn't kill it. And they said, because um, these anti-gun places bust in all these students and, and, and had the students show up there in Tallahassee. And my thing about that is, so I go through, I vote for you, I support you, and you don't even have the cojones to stand up to some kids, they don't understand Not what the world that, is they about. They stood up to kids that aren't going to be voting for them anyways. Yeah, like, absolutely. They into people that are not going to keep an office. And like Brian Mass down by us, I'll be surprised if he keeps his seat. Whenever he posts something on Facebook, he is continually attacked over, right. over doing that. So these guys who thought that they were going to appease a group of people that, that weren't making rational decisions to save their job have, in fact, just sealed their own fate. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed in the Republicans. I mean, obviously, we know the Democrats out there doing this stuff, but I'm disappointed that in Florida we got these draconian laws because of Republicans. I mean, think about yeah. look, you, you guys are gunsmiths. Look at the law that's coming on board in October about triggers. What's that yeah. going to do? You know, basically, if you modified any gun in Florida, you are now a felon. Well, you know, when we asked the ATF about that, we said, you know, what about if somebody wants, oh, well, it doesn't really apply to that. We're not going to enforce that. Well, that doesn't oh, make that's me bullshit. feel better. Yeah, yeah. that's bullshit. That, that, that's not how you answer that question, you know. Yeah, they told me that, too. Um, he told me that, too. He said that enforcement of the law is up to uh, the, the attorney general. And um, why, why the hell do I want that? So now you're saying that you're putting laws on the books that if I get pulled over, you're giving police officers the ability to go, hmm, we think you modify. So otherwise, I would have had an AR and it would have been totally fine if I got pulled over or even a handgun. And it would have been fine if I got pulled over. Now they could go, hmm, we think you're in violation. We're going to arrest you. We're going to figure it out. Now I'm a felon and they have the right to decide whether or not they want to do that. Right. And you want you want these law enforcement people to pull out everybody's guns and test the trigger? 
And they go, you know, I think that's a pretty like trigger. I think that might be bad. Yeah. How are they going to figure that out? That's highly, there's something incredibly wrong with that. And they allowed all of it. Somebody could buy a a used firearm that somebody else had put a trigger in. To them, it's the original trigger. But if it's, you know, then you're going to arrest them over something they knew nothing about. Yeah, it's insane. And we have people who call themselves conservatives making up all these new laws. I think the age thing is unconstitutional. Um, I, I think the trigger thing is 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 definitely against the Second Amendment. Um, and there's just a lot of lot of stuff wrong with that. And we have people who call themselves conservatives. Pro well, Second you know, Amendment. What's, what's funny is you see this equipment behind me. You could confiscate every gun. And unless you could confiscate skeet steel. I, I could have another gun in another few hours. You know, there's uh, the guns aren't dropped from the heavens, although some look like they are. They're fabulous. <laughs> They're actually I made agree, agree, on agree. Earth, right? <laughs> and um, uh, spike tactical compressor. When, what's that? The spike tactical compressor that that seems like it was dropped from heaven to it's me. Pretty good. Yeah, I say some appear that they could be. I, I yeah, agree. full auto, fully suppressed, integrally suppressed. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's, that's that's good stuff. Mana. Um, (laughs) So I guess maybe ammo would be me. Yeah. You know, anyways, (laughs) um, you know, when, when you ban something, they don't evaporate people like us with the skills on how to cut metal into certain things. If we were to go bad, we would just make new ones, you know, before dinner. Um, So, and bad guys employ people with those skills all the time. So, you know, we all know our whole choir that we're speaking to right now knows that it's ridiculous. And I think that that's what they're trying to do ultimately is suppress our knowledge that we try to share with these people that, that think, you know, gun bans are good. That, you know, they, they don't understand that they're just metal, wood and plastic. They well, really they're going to go after our ability to manufacture guns. I mean, they're already doing that. They're trying to block 3D guns. The next thing they're going to do is say, well, there's all these guns out there. People can build guns on their own, and that's legal in America. Um, but they're going to change. They're going to try to change that, right? Well, sure. But, you know, as long as there's a mill and a lathe out there, somebody can make a gun, you know. And there's plenty of factories in not only this country but other countries that just make illegal guns anyways, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I just shared I just shared a link with you guys from the firearm blog, local firearm fabrication fabrication in Nigeria. That's the title. Nigeria has laws that restrict ownership of firearms to citizens being barely able to purchase and possess pump action shotguns at the most and yeah. single or double barrel shotguns. Generally, aspiring gun owners need to be 35 years of age, also qualify for the necessary licenses. Uh, may only be approved by the president of the federation. <laughs> so this, it's crazy. So this article is talking about how this place is in 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 Nigeria just building their own guns, and 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 people in Nigeria have a huge problem. I used to live there. There's like three major tribes in Nigeria. One of them is a Muslim tribe, the Hausa people. And I lived in the northern part of Nigeria where those people are, and they actually control the oil. That's where Boko Haram is coming from. So the other, so and Boko Haram has a lot of money because of that, right? And they're and they're out there. In some cases, they're like killing off whole villages. How do these people defend themselves against that? And they're doing it based on religion because the other two tribes are mostly Christian. Right. So how, how do people de- so defend themselves? So they have to make these things. And I think it's the same thing for us. Right. And they know that they can ban all this stuff and we can make it. So the next thing is like, OK, well, we'll stop you from making it. How the hell are they going to do that? 
you, you know, you're going to have to license that machinery around you. But how still, how's that going to stop? From the handgun days, when they were trying to ban handguns, if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. And, mm-hmm. and they're going to make everybody who wants to own a gun and be able to protect themselves, you know, carrying it illegal. But I don't think they'll ever get that far. You know, I never believed that. But what, yeah. what, what I believe is that every gun owner should be taking a non-gun owner to the range every week, if not at least every month. Yeah. That's how you do it. How, how many people brand new have you ever taken to a range to show how to shoot? Going, oh, I can't stand that. I'm never doing that again. No, I, I mean, I've, I've, no, I've helped convert um, some of my friends and now they're police officers. Yeah. But and here's <laughs> awesome. the thing. I don't know very many people that grew up with guns and said, forget it. I'm never touching them. I'm, I'm going anti-gun. That's, that's a rare duck. Yeah. Um, I, every time you convert someone to be a gun owner, you, an angel gets a wing. That's exactly right. So, their, they get wings. They get wings. Yeah. <laughs> all of, all of your viewers should be thinking about that. That's their outreach, you know, save up some money and buy a little bit of ammo and take these people to a range and, and show them how this stuff works. Take that mystery out and it'll start their addiction immediately. But um, now if you're the type of person that's maybe not a good instructor or, um, you know, not great with people, Uh-oh. maybe just, you know, invite a friend that is good at that to, to help yeah. the other ones, but. Or yeah. take them to a great range like ours. Yeah, where or we take have them to a really good range yeah. where, where we can yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of which, um, you can also, if you're watching this and you've never shot a gun and you're interested in it, you can come out to the Okeechobee uh, shooting uh, shooting sports in Okeechobee, Florida on August 25th. We should probably, cause we got a couple more, we're going to go a little bit late because we came right. on a little bit late. We should probably give folks here at the tail end of this more details on that. Sure. So, uh, about the event itself, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the event is going to have a lot of different activities, uh, but each personality is going to have their own bay and, uh, a little bit of time, uh, each one separately where everybody can watch him together so that you can, if you're fans of Hank's or fans of this, uh, the Gould brothers or something, you can get to hang out with Hank too. You're not limited to just hanging out with. Yeah. Steve you don't have Eric. to pick one. You can yeah. make your rounds. And we're, we're also going to do um, uh, a panel discussion with you guys up there where we do just like you're kind of doing here with different topics, both from your viewers to ask questions and some that we're going to set up too, mm-hmm. uh, where you guys can also ask each other, the different personalities, what they're doing. And we're, we're really encouraging the followers of each of these uh, personalities to to follow the other ones. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You might get like two people up there that know me, but I'll be up there. Yeah, but it'll <laughs> be a lot more than know you afterwards. Yeah, more than that here. And we're just trying <laughs> yeah. to make a good platform for you guys to be able to create content off of too. But from the viewer standpoint, it's really going to give them a chance to see you more than what they just do on a podcast or on a video and, and maybe even end up in one of your, your videos or, or your messages so yeah. they can, they can be a part of it too. Yeah. And, you know, unlike Hollywood where you can't get near Brad Pitt, you know, you can go shooting with Hank. How good is yeah. that? You know, oh, absolutely. Plus, uh, you guys as the creators will be uh, giving away the items that are given away. So, you know, your fans can, can uh, win a gun directly from you. And, awesome. and from some of the other guys too. And, but this is the perfect opportunity for the fans that are coming out to this event to bring somebody who's not a shooter, bring somebody new that, that doesn't know anything about it and, and introduce them in a fun environment. Cause it's really going to be fun. There's going to be uh, a lot going on. There's going to be some cool stuff happening here. And um, this is not one you want to miss. I think this is something that 
you know, we'd like to do more of and we'd like to see more of. Uh, and, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, after this event, we want to do more of these as well. And I think getting all of you creators together and especially the day before, uh, Hank, we're going to do something really fun with you guys when when you all come in as creators and there'll be some opportunity to get some great footage on that day, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah I'm um, looking forward to that. So who yeah. um, who exactly is coming out? Uh, so it's going to be yourself, the Gould Brothers, uh, Devil, uh, Devil Dog, Dog Gamer, and uh, we have some others that uh, are pending, and we have one that we are pretty sure is coming. We're just waiting for the final on that. So uh, we hate to throw names out until we know. Yeah. Uh, we Devil Dog, have- Devil Dog's, uh, he's relatively new to the game, but he's uh, very popular. He's got lots yeah. of uh, followers, fans, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And a super so. nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that we've noticed, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, people think that, You've got to be this over-the-top personality to to make it. But, you know, what we found with most of the people uh, that are doing what you do, you know, when you meet them in person, they're humble, great people. You know, they don't have the attitudes of Hollywood celebrities. Right. They're regular people. They just enjoy what they're doing and enjoy people that like to uh, watch their content. And the, the time everybody spends together is a lot better than what you see in uh, the Hollywood celebrity world. Absolutely. So give us um, the Tyvin Tyvin show is asking us to uh, give us the specific details again. Mike, go ahead and run like run everything down so the folks who are watching here can uh, get it written down. And then also this is online at Okeechobee Shooting Sports. Yep. Fantastic. Okshooting.com. Yep. Okay. Okay. Shooting. So go ahead, Michael. uh, Give us the rundown. So it's uh, August 25th on Saturday from 10 o'clock to five. You can show up at nine o'clock beforehand, get your waiver filled out. Uh, some things like that. Uh, you can do an online waiver before you come to the event. You can go to Eventbrite and type in YouTube meet and greet, uh, and it will pull up there. You can go to our website and you can access it there. That will be uh, live, I believe, tomorrow as well. Uh, there's links on our Facebook to it as well at Okeechobee Shooting Sports on Facebook. Uh, tickets are free again for the event. So the event uh, tickets meet and greet are free. If you're planning on shooting that day, there will be a, the standard range fee, but at a group rate. Uh, and that will allow you to shoot all over the range as well. We're going to have tons of weapons available for rent. We're going to have some cool stations set up to shoot fully automatics and some other things like that, where if you just want to shoot a clip of something cool, you can do that. Uh, and again, uh, the personalities are going to be bringing some of their favorite weapons so and uh, firearms so you can shoot with them. You can see some of their favorite toys, maybe that they won't shoot with you, but uh, yeah. they'll show you. Yeah. But they're going to have a lot of cool firearms to shoot with you. Um, right. uh, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be bringing any guns. Nope, I know. Well, I'm going to shoot you guys, guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because that seems like more fun to me. Yeah, uh, and we're going to. I'm not going to. I I won't be able to get. I won't be able to get all those guns in my R8. So no, we're going to drive your car when you shoot our guns. It's perfect. Oh, oh, fine. Yeah, see, there's a, yeah, there's a motorcycle track next door. We're just going to take wait, your car there for. Hold a on a second. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's all wheel drive. It's all wheel drive. Should it's be good. fine. Oh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know about those ruts. <laughs> What's what's the wheel travel you got on there? Uh, it's not a lot, not a lot, Jeff. We'll not figure it out. We'll just yeah. look at it in slow mo after. Magazine, not a clip. Sorry, magazine. yeah. It's yeah. internal. Magazine, yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure you will get you'll get some messages about that. We'll yeah. we'll probably pull out some kind of snippet. <laughs> probably will. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, see, see now that angel lost one of its wings, Mike. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely I'll pull out snippets from this show and put it up so everyone can share it. But it's August 25th, Okeechobee Shooting Center in Florida. Shooting sports, yeah. Shoot, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm saying center. Everybody says that. I should have named it that because everybody calls it that. Yeah, Okeechobee Shooting Sports. There you go. That's the thing. It's the double S's in there. Your brain doesn't want to do it, but make it happen. Make it happen. Um, Is there a place for anyone who needs to come down for the day? Like, is there places to stay around there, hotels? Yeah, there's a Hampton Inn right around the corner from us. And if they mention that they're coming here, they give them a good break on it, on the uh, fee. So they, uh, we have a lot of our guests that stay there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. So it's a Hampton Inn. And if yeah. it just mentioned Okeechobee shooting sports. Yeah. 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 And if they want to camp, uh, you know, right now it's printed because the um, the bathroom and shower building isn't done yet. But if they want to camp and uh, use a porta potty and all that sort of thing, then they're welcome to do that as well. OK. You know what? I'm going to have to see this. I'm going to use this as leverage against Lola. To get uh get some kind of camping device going here yeah. i have a tent i have a rooftop tent but i'm not putting that on the r8 you might need to bring an rv i'm just saying yeah i might need to do that maybe in the future you guys are actually great guests i would like to have you guys come back on um do some more stuff you know and hopefully we'll be able to do that going forward oh yeah. we're full of all kinds of stuff yeah. we look yeah. forward to hanging out with you though and, and the other guys and i know that we're gonna have a lot of fun that's gonna be great yeah, absolutely. Special case says done registered. David Reed says, where's Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Look on the map. We are the schlong yeah, of America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the good part. The good part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and these guys are right where the uh, piercing is. Yeah. yeah. yeah right at the top yeah. of it. We're, yeah. we're, we're right there. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're going to have to go back to the beginning for that one. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Any other details, any websites or places that people can go to find out about this? They can go to our Facebook page or our website e- either way and uh, find it that way pretty easy or Eventbrite. They can yeah. go to uh, yeah. and, and put in yeah. YouTube meet and greet on that. Um, and they'll, and if anybody is interested in your viewers that are, they're wanting to put products out there for you guys to test, have them contact uh, Mike here for yeah. that because uh, probably email at events at okshooting.com. Yeah. Because we'd like to see some product demos and tryouts with you guys along with your fans. So, okay. you know, we're going to do that between you guys too. Each of you give your own opinion on it because when you watch these reviews of certain products, you're just getting that person's, well, the next guy might have a totally different uh, opinion about it. So we like to get them all out there and, yeah. and you know, have the discussion go in a, in a bigger way than that. We have yeah, uh, one manufacturer committed to coming out and sharing some of their new items as well. Yeah, because this is our inaugural vet, so this will be used to make it bigger next year. Yeah, okay, else cool. And we've got like, um, uh, we've got what, like how many weeks? Two weeks? Only about two weeks. Yeah, weeks. Yeah. Fast, man. yeah, two weeks. Yeah, we got about two weeks for it. So if anyone's listening to this, I'll probably cut out this part of the video and uh, throw that back up on YouTube. So we have something out there that more people could see and be able to come out to it. Rondell Stewart says, I might have to uh, schedule a business conference in Florida around that time. Good idea. Absolutely. (laughs) If that's what you need to do, man, do it. Get it done. Yeah. So one more time, uh, one more time. It is Okeechobee Shooting Sports. Yeah. Just search for that on Facebook. Uh, you've got the dot com, right? Yeah. Okay. Shooting dot com. Okay. Um, are you on Twitter? 
Yep. If you go to Eventbrite, you can type in YouTube meet and greet and it will come okay. up. You may have okay. to put the area, just put Okeechobee, Florida, um, and uh, it'll come right up. But uh, again, on our Facebook page, we have ads on there. You can click on the ad. It'll take you right to the Eventbrite link. Your tickets are free again, but you do have to have them before August 20th to be eligible for the drawing or the raffles. Yes. So we're giving away some guns. We don't know the details. You guys don't have the details on that yet, right? No, no, because more and more is coming. So we're trying okay. to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. None of them are bad. Yeah. They're no. All great. <laughs> no gun. No free gun is bad, in my opinion. <laughs> That'd be just, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if it's a high point, I'm not going to be mad about it. So. You're taking it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and if you guys want to find out more, just go follow these guys. Uh, you're on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? Yep. Okay. And you're Okeechobee Shooting Sports on Instagram? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What are you on Twitter? I think it's uh, OK Shooting or Okeechobee Shooting Sports on that. Yeah, I'm not. That's Brandon's world. Yeah, we, we yeah. haven't. Uh, I have some man staff that handles all that, so I don't <laughs> have to. Well, yeah, we'll try to roll it in. Or you could just go to Google and search it, and you'll find them. Uh, yes. It's August 25th. Thanks a lot for coming on, guys. I'm going to uh, cut it off now. You guys stay right there, but we're going to cut it off. Thanks to everyone in the chat for hanging out with us. I'm glad that a lot of this worked out better than it did yesterday. I, I look forward to seeing everyone out there, not just the, the, the people that are fans of mine, uh, but seeing like everyone who comes out to the event. And it would be cool to see some people come out there that have never shot before. Yeah, absolutely. Bring, bring the newbies. Yeah, we're excited to host you all. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys said that you are pretty pretty much uh, handicap accessible down yeah. there, right? Yep. Awesome. And if you want to stay down there, if you want to get a hotel room or something like that, it is at, uh, what was the Hampton hotel? Inn. Yeah? Hampton Inn. There you go. Mention Okeechobee Shooting Sports. Absolutely. And uh, they'll give you a break on that. Okay. Uh, we will see you guys on Monday. We'll be back. And uh, maybe we'll have these guys come on one more time before we actually do this event. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on, guys. We're out of here. See you later. Peace, guys. Peace, we're out.